Welcome back to the Five Suit Theory. We here. Let's see, what I mean, it's your boy Sebs, minus one window. Go ahead. Jesus. Keys. Keys. How was that ride over here, Keys? It was loud, cool. huh? You said I have a window? A lot of breeze. How the fuck was I going to get a window? It's nobody open. You can call them, they come to you. No, they don't come to nobody on no fucking Saturday afternoon or, or uh, Sunday. Ooh. Process like, the window, like do they just, um, huh? Do they just put like a glass sheet in the door? I got the window kit in the car, but I read the instruction. I bought it from AutoZone, went to go install it. And it was like, yeah, I need a hairdryer. And I was like, bro, if I can go back dryer. and get a hairdryer, bro, I'm a, we going to start the pot at five o'clock. Wait, so, a hairdryer. To basically get the wrinkles out of the uh, the sheet that you put up. It's a window replacement. So it's basically like a strong ass trash bag, AutoZone sells. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm thinking you went and got like a glass sheet from AutoZone. And, like, I was going to say, what is that process like? Like, do you just take the glass and shove it oh, in? Oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> no. Nah. I'm about to actually return that, John, because I think my car is it's about to rain. It is about to rain. Oh, shit. shit. No, nah, I'm about to just use a trash bag, bro. I mean, I'm tired of spending money. Yeah, that's some real shit. I'm tired of spending money. Um, that's some real shit. So I guess I started off with a story time this week. Just get right to it. Get right to it. Um, so when I dropped my car off on... So I went on Wednesday to try to get my car fixed. So if y'all don't know, uh, I drive a very uh, economical car, I would say. Um, eco-friendly. Eco-friendly. Well, I don't know if it's eco-friendly for real, for real. I just know it's pocket friendly. Huh? Uh, I call that eco-friendly. You know what I mean? But the green people will be like, oh, it's, it's not plant-based. It's not a Prius. I mean, the real green people is what matter. Oh shit! Um, but yeah, I, I you know I drive my car. You know what I mean. But I, I had something wrong for a, for a minute. I had a few things wrong, so I'm like, look, I'm gonna go get this shit fixed. It's getting on my nerves. I work too hard to have a car that's you know what I mean making noises and whatnot, right? Pull up Wednesday. He like, look, I go in that John. It's a car on the lift. It's a car under it. I look left. It's a car on the lift. It's a car under it. I said, look, I already know you're not getting me in here today. He said, yeah, you are right. Like, At least ain't lie to you. I can't even uh, I can't even assess this joint. Come back another time, aka tomorrow morning. So I pull up nine fifteen, bright and early the next day. Old head basically like, yeah, I'm gonna just call you. Like it wasn't no ETA. So I'm gonna just call you. It's a lot of shit. At least shit. he kept it real because most of candidates like, yeah, you can leave it right there. Bro, should be there for a month. So he like, yo, I'm gonna just call you. So I'm like, all right, bet. Long story short, that was Thursday morning. I didn't get my car back till Friday afternoon, right before they closed. So I basically was cooked, very tired. And yesterday we were supposed to actually head to DC. It was a good chance we were going to DC. But um, Saturday morning, I do my morning runs on Saturday, play basketball. I'm hyped, tired, about to go play basketball. And I just peep. I never lift my window down. It was like a Martin moment, like when he peeped the, the boy broke into his crib, where he like opened the door, saw the fucked up shit, and just closed it. Like, no, nah, that's not possible. Yeah, like that's not what's happening. Yeah, I came out. I, I went to go open the door. Like, I opened the front door, like to go outside. And I'm like, yo, I could see like the other side of the street through my windshield. There's no way. So I went back. I'm like, let me grab my water bottle. Like, I have tents. Yeah, like exactly. <laughs> let me grab my water bottle just to, you know what I mean, make sure. Cause no way. Come back out. It was real. Gets in my car. I'm just like, I'm not even like upset. It's just like, damn, this inconvenient. That's fuck. So I'm just, I'm like, yo, it started to get spooky, I would say, because 
one, my block is super quiet, super chill. I live on a very chilling block. Two, I I leave an iPhone. Well, no longer will I do this, but I leave an iPhone right there in my cup holder as like my my iPod. And I left some very expensive colognes in there. He took all they, of them? No. He the iPhone was sitting in the cup holder. And the colognes were sitting on a chair like, yo, these are going to stink. Like, he was looking for somebody else's car. No, because I thought he didn't take anything. He ended up taking my beats. So I'm, Maybe he just saw them. Was like, yeah. No, because they went through my cup oh, holder. He went through everything. He went through my cup holder in my glove compartment. That cologne ass. Yeah, definitely said that. Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> he was like, fuck all that. Yeah, chalk me. But I didn't discover that till today, and it kind of fucked me up like two hours ago. At first, I'm like, we ain't take nothing. Like, windows is expensive. But beats, I don't like my 70. But it's just the inconvenience. Like, bro, you took my beats. Yeah, my beats. And no, honestly, the most inconvenient, I'd rather I had dropped the beats like I did the AirPods. I got over the AirPods. They got the new, the beats uh, in Air Jones that's supposed to be better than AirPod Pros. They got them on sale for under $100 right now. I'm about, well, I was about to cop, but now I've ran into this fucking inconvenience. And it's like, Bro, like I already was about to be. This is basically a stack on a car in a weekend. I don't drive fucking Benz. Yeah. Like maintenance wise and upkeep with the car, it might not even be a stack a year. Like the car is very I inexpensive. Did, and I did it in the weekend. And I did it in the weekend. <laughs> what the fuck? Like very annoying. And took my beats. Like bro, I'm gonna keep it real. If I find you. I have a special set of skills. <laughs> and I have friends who have very special sets of skills. <laughs> and I'm going to fuck you up. Like, I'm just keeping it <laughs> being with you, bro. Like, I'm not going to string quote it. I heard it's, uh, it's been like a string of break-ins in your neighborhood. I won't say where you live, obviously, but it's been a string of break-ins. For real? Mm -hmm. Car? Mm-hmm. Bro, once they find boy, I don't want to shoot you, bro. None of that. <laughs> I'm going to probably post my car on my regular Instagram. Just run with me one-on-one. Like, that's all I want. I just want to rumble one-on-one. -on -one. Me and you. I ain't going to tell nobody about, like, yeah, this is the what bull. Is the same dude? From before? Yeah. I thought that when it first happened. Like, yo, this nigga got more violent. Because at first, he was just on some grabbing doors type shit. Yeah, he said, I'm going to get this shit. No, but he took the, he would have took the phone. The first dude before he took the cologne, I guess he liked the cologne. I did have different colognes in there. Um, Yeah. Oh, so he took your colognes last time. Last time he had everything. <laughs> he really made me mad because the first dude that broke into my car, yes. Yeah, you know I mean, but anyway, the first dude that broke into my car, he made me mad. Not necessarily that you break it into my car. All right, second level that really made me mad, he was spoiled with it. And what I mean is he grabbed this blanket that Kaz gave me and looked like felt it i've seen it's him like, like grab i seen him grab the blanket <laughs> like look at it and was like nah and put that joint back in the back seat who are you to say no <laughs> who are you and that's a good ass blanket i got three more of them then i got to him he talking about i got kids you don't know what i got yeah, bro yeah, we'll keep it to be it just because it's not a car seat in here bro i can have my young yeah. boy just riding dirty with Some me people take their car seats out the car but it reminds me of one like my yeah, as you should uh, yeah if i have a car seat now i'm taking that shit out the car it reminds me of my block was having a stream of break-ins and they took a, they didn't even take nothing out of my car but a basket he just kept taking my basketball shit like he took my bread bag that I had like four pairs of sneaks and it was all dick so I didn't care but it was some of my favorite pair of dick sneaks you know you got the one pair yeah, yeah, yeah. you keep going back to and, and my basketball and he did it twice 
I was like, here fucking Hooper. <laughs> I was like, I was like, I know what them sneaks look like. So if one, of young, Hooper, if one of these young bulls walked down my block with some Kobe tears on, it's over. Bro. Yeah, remember you was like, yo, you see somebody with the with the AirPods? What you going to do? Yeah. If I see somebody with some Beats, bro, <laughs> I'm gonna specifically. Go buy a fucking skateboard or find my skateboard in the crib and crack it over the fucking yeah, head with that. But I know what you mean by like they get picky. Like they broke. Who my, are you? Yeah, like he went through my car and left my Paul Georges, but took my KDs. <laughs> <laughs> like what the fuck is I'm wrong? A with Warriors you? nigga. I don't really fuck with this small hairline yeah, parts. The KD Elevens, um, the EYBL Jones. Oh yeah, he went crazy. I was pissed. Them dudes make your, them dudes make your sock right up, so I ain't keep wearing them. But like, those are some good fucking sneakers. And then uh, he left the PG twos. Like, PG two are the best ball sneakers ever what I'm too. Saying, like, yeah. so you can't you can't really be getting picky when you. Bring the thing is about thieves. A lot of the time, thieves. A lot of times, they're not good decision makers. Yeah, y'all be stealing the wrong shit sometimes. Why didn't you take the iPhone? <laughs> I don't even think that's on my iCloud no more. He don't know that though. And the way the iClouds work now, like. You kind of chuck if you still at doing a nigga locket. Like, it should really, literally a paperweight at that point. Bro, I'm what the like, fuck? I, I have a phone I found. I tried to return it, so I don't know think I'm a thief. Um, but that joint locked. I tried to sell it. It was like, it's no lock. <laughs> no, they got the machines in the mall where you just drop it in there and they give you cash. Let me keep it to me. <clears throat> if it's locked, if it's iCloud locked, they would just spit that joint back out. I tried, trust me. I tried, trust me. me. Yeah, but that's 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 the first time, I guess. Hopefully the last time. I want an indestructible window tomorrow. <laughs> Honestly, that's what the fuck I want. You said you're going window shopping tomorrow? <laughs> no, good, but good what, what I was I trying to say is... No, like, I'm not necessarily going shopping, but I ain't definitely... I, I'm getting my window fixed tomorrow. If it, if I could get my window fixed right now, I, the lady texted me this morning. I'm thinking, like, oh, all right, I'm going to have my joint done by the time that we start potting. No. They do it pretty... Well, my back windshield, they did it only 20 minutes. Like, did they ha- already have the cut? Who did you go to? Don't. Uh, huh. If it's, it's a big company? Uh, I don't think they are. Oh, they pulled right. up in any little small pickup. No offense. Pulled up in any little small pickup truck. Was like, hey, we had to get the glass. Cause they, t- they said it was going to be there at 2. It was like, hey, we got to go pick up the glass. We thought we had it. We just got to go pick it up. Took an extra hour. Came. Took it out. Put it back. And How much did they charge you? <laughs> they charged me on a pretty penny. Like $400? 480 plus So 500 yeah, I got. But they to. came next day, so like. What's what's uh? Text me the name of these people. Yeah. Because I'm I'm actually I got quoted four hundred dollars from Safelight, and they was like we can come today, and I was like get off my dick, because <laughs> I'm not paying four hundred dollars. And then I got quoted three thirty, and Bogan hit me this morning talking about any other questions. Like I really wanted to ask you, bro, why this shit so fucking high? Yeah, because I I don't know. Um, I think because certain windows have certain sensors and shit. Well, I mean, also for me, I know I got a coupe, so that's a big ass window. Mm-hmm. So and it's, so it's like I know no other car damn near gonna fit this window. So this is a, this is a very specific cut. But God damn, um, yeah, man, the lowest I got was like two sixty. So if it, well, this is going. I'm gonna have the window fixed by then. But I'm pretty sure my shit probably gonna get broken in again. If you listening, yeah. I'm about to install a security camera today. And I've been getting lucky getting spots right in front of my crib. Nobody, I guess they starting to realize, like, yo, this your spot. So I've been parking in front of my crib, and I'm about to put a security camera. If a nigga touch my car, I'm going to just shoot out the window. <laughs> I'm just shooting out the window. I, I mean, you going to go to jail. Don't do that. <laughs> it ain't worth going to jail over, bro. Yeah, I'm just shooting out the window. You got to just scream, hey! I ain't, gonna, I 
I ain't gonna lie, it don't feel like it's worth it, but after a while, you feel like kind of disrespected. <laughs> like the second time, he just took my basketball. I was like, all right, these basketballs starting to cost $60. That's $120. Are you, do you think we getting old? Or like, do you think we getting old or these young boys just getting worse? Like the dumb shit they doing is just like, what, yo, are you for that? You serious? Like, do you know the extreme consequences of the actions? I'm just getting old because the niggas I grew up with was doing the same dumb shit. I think it's a lack of resources. Oh, obviously. I mean, <laughs> I don't think like that's the sole issue because like shit was happening when we was young too. Oh no, no doubt. I'm not saying that. He's I'm not just saying. asking like, is it getting worse, worse. or is we oh, just getting old? It's getting worse. It's I don't. Worse. I. You know what? I don't think that things they're doing is getting worse. I think the the amount of people doing it is getting worse. If that makes sense. That makes it worse though. Yeah, I guess. Because yeah. it's like, all right, if it was. I'm looking at it from the point of like two bad apples versus nine. Yeah, it's I'm just like, thinking, like the, the intent of the actions aren't getting worse. If that makes sense, like besides like the the Philly scoreboard young boys, yeah. that's worse. But, I think that's social media. But niggas though. was doing that when I was kids. When I was a kid, niggas keeping score when you was a kid. Yeah, I think ever since they discovered that you can crack somebody's window with a piece of spark plug, shit just been. But we was doing that as kids. Well, I wasn't, but they were doing that. I didn't even know kids. about that. Yeah, they was doing that as kids. I knew about that, unfortunately. Yeah. That, that that's what I'm saying. Like, it's not so much the intent of the crime or the the crimes that are taking place. It's just the amount of young boys doing it that's increasing. That's why I feel like it's getting worse because by numbers it is increasing. It'd be like the dumb shit, bro. Like I was talking to my parents the other day. I'm like, yo, like what's up with these young boys? Like. It's just you see more young boys doing it. And I think, uh, and as far as in-person interactions, the disrespect might be at an all-time high because you didn't, like a lot of young boys grew up on the internet mm -hmm. and you come outside with like internet tactics and you can't, you kind of can't tell the old head to sh just shut the fuck up. Mm, don't worry like at that. the park. Like, Oh, it'll smack the yeah, shit out of you. Like and like, I'm not going to beat you up, young boy. I just had to smack you to let you know. Yeah. You know what I mean? You and can't it's, talk to me like even that. A, it's even the smart kids that are starting to take, like, absorb it. Yeah. Because it's smart adults that I, or intelligent adults that I interact with, and they'll try to throw internet topics at me. I'm like, yo, let's go outside with me for a couple of days. Like, let's just go to the bar, <laughs> and let's go hang around some people. And I guarantee all these ideas that you have will disappear. <laughs> yeah, real shit. Yeah, so. people... People don't recognize real life sometimes. But it's because they aren't experiencing real life. Like, think about how much real life has been taken away from us in just the past three years. Because that's the increase of it. COVID happened. Now, we all hung out daily on the game in person. So this, we didn't really feel the effects of it as much. This, but these people were really, like, in the crib away from people. This, I have one thing that actually is the reason the world hasn't recovered. Nobody wants to talk about it. It's because Walmarts aren't 24 hours anymore. I think that's a big reason. <laughs> I won't. I won't argue with you because I remember going to Walmart one in the morning when I needed something. I can't do that no more. Fre no, remember Fresh Grocery was twenty four hours. I used to be in that bitch at three in the morning. Ain't none of that no more. That shit definitely has caused a significant decline in character of people. Yeah, because the people who had in the market at three a.m. back then were definitely more social. Now niggas just be. Angry all the time, mm -hmm. and then their outbursts. I was having, actually I was having this conversation. One of my friends started a class, and she was um like, it's it's an eight person class, and it's hands on. And she was like, four of them. <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> well, you said the number of people in the class. It's, it's it's for dental. It's for dentistry. Okay. So it's like 
they're learning a skill. So one, like one, two teachers, you're teaching dentist shit. You can't yeah. have that many people in the room. But she was like, people are just having outbursts, and I was like, like they're as interrupting the teacher, just drawing. And I was like, it's because the undiagnosed autism. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, she probably throwing big words around. They don't understand them. So I'm gonna take a minute. They can't rumble her. So I'm gonna just take it in disrespect and I'm gonna interrupt everything. Yeah. And I feel like that's just it's just on a wide scale because. Somebody posted a meme earlier. It was like me and Lana in 2013 waiting for autism to come out because we wasn't we wasn't talking about it back then. But that's really what's going on. Yeah, it's a lot of <laughs> autism definitely undiagnosed. Like it, it, like people don't people think autism is just like on this high scale, but no, it's very it can be very low it level. Can be mild, and it's yeah. a lot of mild autism where like people are having these angry outbursts because they don't know what to do with it. Yeah. And I was trying to explain it to her. She was like, "Damn, you're right." And she, she couldn't comprehend it because when you're in the moment, you see it. Because I remember being in class and niggas were just getting mad. I'm like, bro, he ain't even say nothing to you. Why are you so upset? Because angry. my brain told me to be. Yeah, I can't even autism. admit my autism been acting up this week, but it wasn't even like I wasn't having outbursts. I was walking around with my, my, my phone just playing music in my pocket. <laughs> and I had to realize what I was doing. Why like, are you doing that? I don't know. Why are you acting like someone on the, know, bro. on the fucking nine? <laughs> Why were you doing that? I don't know, but I can admit that my autism was acting up. My phone was just playing. Did you have black and mild in your pocket? No, nah, I didn't have black and mild in my pocket. It would be Purple like. Purple tip, John. Great flavor. <laughs> the wine flavor, John? Yes. I, that's the first black and mild I ever smoked. The wine Me too. At an age, I would not, I would not disclose. Walking into Chinese. I was drawn. I was walking into Chinese store at 11 o'clock like, Let me get a black and mild. I was drawn. And it was given. I like the taste of that, John, too. I was a nut ass young boy. Yeah, for like two that's probably why I'm not six nine. Because <laughs> why did you, bro? I remember I was I was depressed at high school, man. I remember going because I went to ENS. I remember after high school, I would go to my grandma's crib. My homie lived on 18th and not this not excuse me, more 18th at Oxford, and it's a Chinese store on 17th. You allowed around there? No, I don't remember. Bro. What's up? And it was like I was leaving this crib, and I was just real stressed out. To <laughs> the Chinese, said, let me go get a blood. <laughs> And I got a wine flavor black and brown. And then after I did that shit, I did that shit for like four weekends in a row. And I was like, yo, let me just cut this. Have you ever smoked a black in your adult life? No, fuck no. That's so. After those four weeks, it's childhood stress. I'm smoking blacks, but you almost 30. And you're like, oh, I can't I, do the black. After those four weeks, I never touched the black and mild again. So if you touch a black and mild again, you gave up. I gave up. Because I was down bad. I don't. Yeah, smoking I, a black. I was going Unless you just came home, life. bro, it's, it's kind of no reason. I was going through the worst year of my life, I felt. And if you just came home and you don't have a do rag and you smoking a black, you're a fucking killer. I was walking down Susan B. Moore Avenue with a black and mild just smoking that, John. <laughs> you was a statistic, man. <laughs> Shit, I was very upset, but this is one of the first time I found out how to buy weed, and I was like, "Oh shit, you just found to buy weed." How to buy weed? We gotta make a uh, five suit theory hood guide how to, <laughs> no how to do certain I, things, bro. I ain't gonna lie, this is how I do how to maneuver in situations because I became friends with a whole block just off buying weed. A block I've never been from. <laughs> I just walked up like, yo, y'all got butt. He was hood hopping for me. I, just, I was like, Tupac shit. <laughs> <laughs> I was cool, and I used to hoop with them. They was cool shit. Yeah. But how, how was your week, Keith? My week was cool, man. First week of a new job. Tired. Bro, you got to drink every day. How did that feel? Yeah, I had to drink every day. Um, I'm not stressed out, but it was kind of, it was just new because I'm used to not waking up at 5.45 in the morning. Got He's you. stressed out. You know how he's stressed out? <laughs> they had to do a team building and icebreaker activities. Boys in there. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they, was cooking me. they was cooking me with the team builders, but... Uh, 
No, wait till you start playing um, Cage Bird by J. Cole. That's when you That's when you know it hit. Because I remember my first day of my new job two years ago, well, a year and a half ago, I was playing Cage Bird every day. No, I believe He's talking about I'm never playing this to J. Cole. Huh? I would never willingly listen to that J. Cole song. Bro, so if I hear it, I'm tr- down bad. Tr- <laughs> Trust me, I was in my cubicle with that shit bumping. <laughs> Cage Bird is crazy. That's a good joint though. But how were the ice icebreakers? Was it? I mean, they they ended up being cool. Like I, I like everybody in my class. <laughs> he mad as shit. <laughs> they ended up no, being. It's cool. that one boy I told y'all about. But other than that, they cool. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Hey, you want to tell us about uh-huh. it? I wasn't in the chat half the week. Whoa, whoa. I told him to listen to the pod, so I won't do that. Oh, oh, all right. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, boy. Sorry, <laughs> I'm cool. I ain't got no problems with you. Yeah, we're right. Yo, they allowed you to they allow you to put like a pen on your jacket. We're gonna make a five suit pen. Pretty sure they would. Yeah. That'd be good. They gonna, take off because supervisor gonna come to him. Take this off. Dumb right ass shit. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, man. So how was how was your week overall, Cos besides like listening to your phone? Awesome. Yeah. Um I weighed myself and I'm almost 185. So that was a great uh, plateau for me. I'm almost five pounds away from my goal. Um, I, this week I was my, I was just chilling for real, for real. I was standing out the way. I was just reflecting on all the money I spent. And I was like, damn, I got to chill out. No, you're getting money, bro. Like, I, I, you're really not, getting to a dollar, bro. I mean, I am, but I'm Like, not. this shit crazy, bro. I, I, no, I, I never really thought, like... My man really getting to a yeah, fucking dollar yeah, like that. <laughs> I checked my credit card, Steve, and I was like, yeah, I got to pay that. He said, damn. Yeah, yeah. that's how it should be. <laughs> All right, I'm paying down this debt. Damn, I, I'm adding up this debt again. Like, yeah, no, no, I paid my debt off. And yeah, I, like, I know. I know exactly how it is. What did I do that I paid for? off one card, 6K. Boom. Yeah. That shit was 1500 in like 12 days. I said, what mm-hmm. you mean? I was... I want I want to my business out there, but I spent like twelve hundred in a week, and I was like, "What am I doing?" And then I spent two racks the next week. I was like, "What am I doing?" Damn, bro. <laughs> I was like, "What am I doing?" But you I put that I, down payment on that yacht. No, I bought a couch. I bought a couch, a TV. Yeah, I did some renovations around the house. Yeah. But um, you know how niggas do like Klarner and stuff. Yeah, my credit card offers stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, I, I just peeped that. Yeah. So that couch is gonna cost me eighty six dollars a month. <laughs> how long? Uh, 16 months. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's not but I plan to pay it off before then, but you know, like, you don't have to pay the interest on it and yeah. um, it doesn't go on your... Uh, Regular joint. Yeah, so... I really only spent the 1200 then. <laughs> you feel me? <laughs> so, uh, other than that, um, I just been going to the gym, staying out the way. I've been I've been cutting down a lot of bullshit and just thinking about my mentality on how I approach life and approach things. Like, I haven't been really getting mad lately or getting irritated because I just... Feel like I'm at the point in my life where if I want to change something, I'm gonna just change it instead of like being fed up with it. Like yeah. I got, somebody tried to piss me off the other day, and I was just like, "Don't you hate when you peep the piss off?" Yeah, I can just walk away from this. Yeah, and I was yeah. just like, "Damn, that's how I've been approaching life for the last year." That's how I did my first marriage. Oh, what? Yeah, first marriage. She's pissing me off. I was actually talking, about, talking to my. I said, "Bro, I don't even mess with these kids like that." <laughs> <laughs> I was talking to my mom about marriage. She feels like I would do something like that. Not to my kids, but she was like, yeah, you'll walk away from your wife in a minute. Yeah, and I, was sure. like, I was like, no, wait. She was like. No, for sure. <laughs> you think so? Yeah. <laughs> I don't think I'll walk away from my wife. Like, like, you probably were like three strikes, and then third strike is like, she wasn't listening, bro. I got, <laughs> she didn't believe me. I want to grab my own apartment. <laughs> Tripping. Yeah, bro, I, I don't like the house that much. <laughs> I hate home. Then you say some shit like that. Uh, yeah. My mom was like, yeah, I feel like you get exhausted. 
I don't, she was like, I don't think you get exhausted. I just think when people, she's like, you feel like you misunderstood? I was like, I do feel like I'm misunderstood. I feel like I'm ahead of people that are like in my same age group. Oh, she was like, shit. She was like, yeah, I feel the same way from like, she was like, my mom worked the job where she used to interact with people mm-hmm. my age. She was like, yeah, my son is not like this. She was like, how the fuck do you deal with this on a day-to-day basis? I'm like, I don't. I don't, yeah. <laughs> I don't. So yeah, she was just like, damn, like, I'm never getting no grandkids. Probably. Yeah. Probably not. You know what I mean? Um, I gotta find some blood ties or something because that's the only way she wants to do Blood ties, that's crazy. Um, gotta make some new soul ties or something. Yeah, so y'all already heard how my week was. Oh, I forgot to mention, I visited the Book of Hove. Are you what? How was yeah. it? Uh, shit was all that. I ain't gonna lie to you. Shit was all that. I was supposed to go on the deep there. Um, they got a, they added a Lexus this week. Like, a, like, a like his, tire? yeah. Lexus and the, the booklet. Brooklyn Public Museum, yeah. li- li- Public Library. I'm sorry, they combined um, and uh, they donated a Lexus or something like that as part of the exhibit because you know Jay Z was big Lexus mm-hmm. with the you know what I mean. But like, was it a vintage Lexus or like it was a vintage? Well, it was the year like '97 or '96. That's what I mean. Like, it's like was it like a '97 Lexus. Yeah, yeah. it looks. Like just, it's like basically the model he had. And I gotta get out there before they. Uh, their president's one video. I gotta, I gotta get out there before they um, take that. It's away. December now, December fourth. It's on his birthday this year. Yeah, I gotta get out there. Oh, yeah. there. So yeah, okay. I'm gonna actually, I'm gonna go again since they had the Lexus. Do you mm-hmm. get like? Don't you get like a special library card or something like that? You have to sign up. You can get you can get a special library card. But my, I didn't want to sign up and be salty because I think you have to be a New York resident. Mm. You know what I mean? Like I don't think you can come from Jersey and be like, yeah, can I get a Philadelphia Public Library card? And you have a Jersey mm-hmm. license. So, so I want to be able salty. to give out the card. Huh? They should just be able to give out. The I feel like it's. Like I feel like it's, it's saying like a, a memorabilia. Like yeah, yeah, I feel like they should. But I, I didn't even go over there. I didn't want to be salty. That's that's. I hate embarrassing. I was over there. I'm gonna be salty. Yeah, because yeah, yeah, sometimes you know how somebody like at your job, and it's like they ask you for something that's so outrageous, and the rest of the time they in your store or whatever, you be like, this dickhead really gonna ask me that? Like, every time you see him. Oh no! No no no! I remember <laughs> when I worked at Sprint, and somebody asked me something outrageous, and I was talking to my man, and I just looked him up and down like, yo, don't get away from me. And my homie was laughing because he crazy. <laughs> like nigga, do it look like I do that? <laughs> Whole time I probably did. What did he like ask I, you for? Um, because yeah, you remember when I AT and T phones in here. I think it was something like that, bro. Like y'all got AT and T SIM card. That's exactly what he asked me. Say y'all got AT and T SIM cards, and I was like, "What's the name of the store, bro?" He was just crazy, like, bro. He was just like, "Only young boys now they throw a fucking egg at you out of nowhere, bro." <laughs> it, was, it, was a, um, it was an older gentleman, so it was, um, I probably shouldn't have reacted like that. But y'all know how I. Get. I'm like, oh no, this is the wrong story. AT and T, yo, you an asshole, bro. I, sure. I mean, y'all know how I get in certain bags. It, yeah. I was, it was one of them days, and I just looked him up and down, like, nigga, what did it say on my jacket? Yeah. <laughs> what team on yeah, the book of hove was crazy uh it really puts in perspective of how many people jay touched pause um yeah pause it puts in perspective how many people as far as his not even touched but his career crossed over with like you got all the way from of course the usual suspects who produced some of the best some of his best beats just blaze pharrell kanye um to people that helped him start. I think Dane might have even made the museum. Um, DJ Clark Kent was in there. Biggs, of course. Toot was talk- telling me about it. He was just like, it really documented his whole life. And yeah. like, he wasn't lying in his raps tonight. He was like, you see the progress or- He was lying in his raps, but it's cool. You know what I mean. Yeah. But he was like, you see how far he came. Yeah, to, to I think the manifestation 
of I'm speaking things into existence. Like uh, the other day for the. Let me say, um, the other day, Ford Fam kept coming up on my timeline. And he, he said it, he prophesized it. He was like, what'd he say? On Ford Fam, he was like, Y'all don't even understand what y'all about to witness. Y'all thinking Blake, Blake Carrington. I'm thinking, uh, I'm th- I'm, y'all don't understand this dynasty shit y'all about to witness. I forgot what the fuck he said the other day, bro. But on Ford Fam, he prophesized everything. Talked about, uh, Rockaware doing 80 million in 16 months, and it's like, yeah, y'all can play with rap if y'all want. And I think his lines, and I, I don't want to sound because I hate when people dig deeper into a line that's really not that deep. And it's like, I think from the door, he let niggas know, like, once I arrived on, I think he really arrived on Hard Knock Life as a single, as far as status goes, or goes, oh shit, this nigga here to stay. He found mm-hmm. a crazy pocket nobody else could do. I think, um, he let niggas know, like, I'm going to carry it way different than anybody ever carried it. I think he saw a different... Like I said, when people think that shit just happens, like, no, it take a special person to do something special. And I think he had a, a special mentality. Mm-hmm. Just like, he... Like, we can all see the same lanes, but it take a special mentality of a person or a special person to actually walk down that lane. And he probably saw it and was like, yo, I'm going to take this shit further than anybody. Yeah, yeah. he said... Uh, I'm going to get the lyrics. Y'all Up niggas to that true- point. Huh? Did I said up until that point, did a rapper ever try to venture into business the way he did? Like how hard he was trying to go in business, whether it was clothes or just doing something outside of rap. Like I know somebody did it before him, but like has someone ever went say, that hard? Yeah. I would say yeah too. But I'm trying to think really hard. I don't know if Diddy did all the stuff he was doing before Hove. But I'm pretty sure there's a bunch, but nobody was as, as as successful for him as him, or had the same business. What's the word I'm looking for? They had the business savviness. There we go. Um, but I think that's why I'm always have uh, as as Dame grows older, I always have a tr- tremendous amount of respect for Dame's business mind. Um, like him or not, I don't think Hove becomes Hove without Dame. Yeah, then and the people he had around him, like Bigs. You talking about a nigga that was a millionaire at sixteen? Yeah, I mean, legal or illegally, that's still a fucking feat. You get what I'm saying? Like, a lot of business savviness correlates to drug dealer savviness. So, so it's, uh, <clears throat> I just looked it up. Naughty by Nature was the first to have a really. Yeah. What did they do? They had Naughty Gear. That sounds crazy, but sounds they were the nuts. first. <laughs> naughty <Gear>. What they sell? <laughs> huh? They said Naughty wonder- Gear. What they sell? Clothes, bro. Like just regular clothes and shit. Get a vintage Naughty Gear t-shirt, bro. That might be flamed. By next week, I'm gonna have one. Naughty Gear is crazy. crazy on the grill right now. A vintage Naughty Gear shirt might go nuts. Niggas, I'm like, yo, what's that? You a freak bull? Yeah, Naughty Gear. But um, yeah, I really. It was just to show the greatness. Like I, I think I feel like just he's just the the figurehead for greatness and rap. That's me. why niggas be digging. Yeah, I mean, I used to figure it for greatness like and rap. Shot at me, huh? I said I feel like that was a shot at me. Oh no, I was talking about other rappers. Oh, but like I, like I, I personally feel like as far as just rapping, delivering raps, I feel like nobody better than Biggie. Just, like rap, rapping just pure rapping, rapping. just yeah, pure no. rapping. But when you get into the minutia of just greatness and it's a good word, huh? It's a good word. Minutia. Yeah, the, you get into the minutia of things. Um, Clark Kent has this famous line about the Biggie and Jay-Z debate, since you know he's friends with both of them. Actually, 
just do your homework a little bit, do your research. Clark Kent is on the hook of uh, Brooklyn's Finest, and I think he did the beat. So Clark Kent. Yeah. Yeah. That's Jay-Z and Biggie Smalls, nigga shit. That's Clark Kent. Yeah. And he, I think he helped put the collab together. Um, but basically, he has this great line where he says, emerges it, and he was like, I think Biggie said the rhyme is better, but I think Jay-Z said the better rhymes. And mm-hmm. I can't really debate it that well. You know what I mean? Because I feel like what, what Biggie was doing was still otherworldly to me, but just Jay-Z for, to be doing something for almost 30 years, and every time he drops... Yeah, it might not stream the most, know, but like, it still affects the culture. Like, that shit is an earthquake. Because you, you never know. Biggie could have fell off the next five years. Yeah, he d- definitely, definitely could have. Nigga yeah. got sick of that same old yeah. flow. And it's, it's, there's definitely, there's, no, but Biggie could do every flow. No, no, I, listen, hear me Every out. single flow. I, hear me out. I'm, um, not, I'm not disagreeing with you, but some niggas just get tired of hearing a certain person. No, that's that's a fact. Yeah. That's a fact. Or maybe Biggie wouldn't have adapted to, you know, the changing styles of rap. I mean, you can't say that. I can't. But listen, this is this is this is this is the other, and I hate to do it because I'm not trying to turn this to a Biggie Jay Z thing. The other angle to that is, and shout out Will because Will actually uh, pointed this out when I was younger. A lot of those hot beats that Jay started to get as the uh, heir to the throne in New York, as far as the drug dealer hustler, uh, Elk or that tree or Lane. Biggie, you have first rider refusing on those beats because that's Biggie. Yeah, that's and then you got to think about other guys like, you know, on the West Coast, Pop got first rider refusal. So, so it's like Jay-Z getting like second level beats at that point. So it's, what if, what if he don't get hard not? Yeah. It's just like a whole chain it's, of command yeah, that it doesn't exist anymore. I was going to ask, are there specific songs where that's the case? Because I, I, I want to imagine like Biggie rapping on like, you don't know. Or like what beats were the... I mean, like, like imagine Dead President's beat. Imagine mm-hmm. that goes to Biggie. But Biggie was alive. He was. He was. He was. But I'm just saying, like, I, but that wasn't considered. Honestly, that's. I think that's a part of why Jay Z couldn't get all the way there. Like, and I, I'm getting this from my parents. Like, Jay Z wasn't. Jay Z. Remember, we had this argument. Yeah, in, Reasonable in, Doubt in, wasn't in the best album that year. I personally think it might have been. From our see? point of view, but for niggas back then, they weren't. They no, were. I mean, you had fucking Machiavelli that came out that that's year. What I'm I think that's a perfect album. I think Reason of Doubt's a perfect album also. And 96 is maybe the best year ever because you got It Was Written, Reason of Doubt, Machiavelli. Like every lane of rap. But you, like, I think you, you got the Fuji's album that year. But too. think about how we look at Reason Doubt now. Like, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. definitely, it's definitely, uh, and sometimes you do have to revise history like, oh, I fucked up. It's because you see what Victory Lap. Victory Lap was of 2018, one of the best albums that year, if not the best. Like I, I have a screenshot as a Nipsey fan since I was in 2009. Since 2009, when I discovered or 2008, when it was freshman year of high school, basically I'm like, yo, Damn. Victory Lap, yeah. I'm like, yo, Victory Lap is that shit. I mean, well, I'm like, yo, Nipsey's my guy in high school, but 2019 we we're talking about album of the year last year. I'm like, yo, I think it's J Rock. And Nipsey, and it was like, man, nah, I'm not listening to that Nipsey shit. And I'm like, 2018, I'm like, bro, if we get into the minutia thing, I'm like, I think these are really it. They weren't commercially successful. As I knew the album was good because I kept replaying the first four songs. Yeah, I was <laughs> like, good I at shit. It was so good, I couldn't get past the first good four songs. Shit. And when I got past it, I couldn't get past the next four songs. So it's like, damn. Revisionist history does help you appreciate things more on yeah. the second, third, maybe 400th time around. You just got to contextualize it. Yeah, you have to. Um, so it's like, because what happens if 
reasonable doubt blows up we don't start to get the blueprint we don't get the black album we don't get and shout out to the blueprint it was a 22nd anniversary um on the tragic day of 9 11 um last monday we don't get the blueprint which is some of jay-z's best rapping now as far as he don't feel like he got to prove himself if that yeah, goes if, if reasonable doubt goes yeah, away he doesn't he get the critical acclaim exactly he doesn't switch up from reasonable doubt to a more commercially appealing sound on volume one mm-hmm. we don't even get i don't like the song but we don't even get him trying like Uzi said on the joint, like I'm trying, like y'all don't see it. I'm trying, like yeah. we don't get him trying on Sunshine, which is a bomb. I like that song. I don't like Sunshine a lot, I like that but song. he's trying. I appreciate it. We don't get the city. We don't get the big. Don't pass. We don't get the city is mine. That's one of my favorite Jay Z songs. That's actually that's actually a song that made me really start liking Jay Z. I always like that sample and that that hook, and, and it reminds me of my goddad. Really fuck with him, so it's like a whole. Thing into the nostalgic reason why I like the song. Yeah, it's tied. To, it's tied to a lot of emotions. Yeah. So, yeah. But the book of Hove is beautiful, man. Uh, for someone to document something, uh, document the greatness along the way. Um, it was damn near for me being such a Hove fan. It was damn near no surprise in a sense. Besides the fact that I think he said it was like twelve of them in that one apartment building. That's crazy. Uh, one apartment. That's crazy. Like he said, he lived with his grandma and his mom, and then it was like, oh, you're so, about you're the kid. Yeah, 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 that's yeah. crazy, bro. That's insane. Like that creates. I think that created another hustler. Like that created the hustler for sure. Like that that pressure made the diamond. And um, you must love me. It's not like I'm making up things, but like he uh, alluded to his brother being addicted to drugs, mm-hmm. and it's like it shows like what those type of environments make. Like yeah, you have your cutthroat hustler where Jay-Z shot his brother in the arm because he took his product one time. And then you got, you know what I mean? You get them interacting all in one. And then you got it to the point where it's like, Jay becomes Jay. Yeah. And it's like, yo, I, I got Beyonce. Like, you see the progression even with that. I don't mean to, like, disrupt your story or your topic, but did you see the tweet? It was like, as an adult listening to Beyonce lyrics, Jay-Z was supposed to be fucking Oh, yeah, yeah. With the ring <laughs> alarm, it was on the ring alarm video. I was like, damn. Cause I listen to Beyonce all the time. I'm like, yeah, he was really drunk. But I give shout out him. No, he was drunk. Sometimes, sometimes, <laughs> sometimes you gotta take a girl through hell. Okay. Sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, your sometimes. girl make a ring the alarm. I'm sorry, I'm not on your side. <laughs> well, I don't have Beyonce. <laughs> you see Beyonce? Bro, you get, yeah. You get a Beyonce type woman and she drop a ring the alarm, just know I'm not fucking with you. <laughs> this is my thing. Amazing, amazing, amazing artist, amazing uh, performer. What if she's annoying as shit behind closed doors? We don't fucking know. Like, that's, that's corny. I ain't even like, he take it through. What if he giving her hell right back? Like, uh, so, did you see the tweet I posted on my story? It was like, you've been waiting to get your dick sucked for three weeks. Just cheat on he was in I guess life. you never he know. Putting it on her like that. Maybe she was just making a song. Like, what if it doesn't apply to her at all? She just wanted to make that song. Did you, have you read the lyrics? It's like an unemployed person. It was yeah. a plan. <laughs> it was fucking a plan. You really don't know. You really Bro, have, don't you, know. have you listened to Rainy Alarm? Yeah. I get what you're saying. But I hear you. Just like our Usher was like, uh, Confession's not me. Chili was like, that shit yeah. was you. You see what I'm saying? Like, Lil Yachty. Everything that I was doing was Lil Yachty wrote bad. Act Up. Huh? Lil Yachty wrote Act Up. Yeah, what he was, was buying Bricket Bands across five, six figures. <laughs> <laughs> he caught her pussy ticket. You don't know if that applies to him. 
What? We don't know if that applied to her. Yeah, I, I, we don't know we for don't sure. We don't know for but sure. But it seems like she was alluding to that. But back back to it. Shout out Hove. <laughs> Booker Hove is amazing. Um, greatest, I think, with, when it comes to greatness, I think he's the greatest rapper ever. Um, <clears throat> I think he's the greatest Every rapper ever. <laughs> and do you want to have the Drake conversation? No, it's Jay-Z. No, because... It's Jay-Z. It's him or Kanye. That's the only two answers. Right. No, right. Only two answers I'll accept. Tom, 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 Tom. I was going to wait, but he keeps waiting for, for all the dogs. He pushes back to October. Yeah. Drake has a legit GOAT case. Absolutely. It's 1A, 1B. I sure. might not agree with the GOAT case, but he has a legit GOAT case. It's 1A, 1B. Hope, we have never, is 1A just because of... We have never Drake. seen a rapper for literally 14 straight years do this. Yeah. Ever. Hove ain't do it. Ever. <laughs> Everything that Tupac did was in five years. Tupac lives now, I think it's 91 or 92, when he's walking up the street. Big Brenda's got a baby, big ass boots, and he's dead by 96. I'm Biggie, a, I'm a, 94 to 97. Why would you bring up the big ass boots? Because that's my first memory of Tupac as a kid. The big ass boots, yeah. Big ass boots, nose ring, and a scully, a big ass coat. <laughs> Pop used to dress outrageous. Love me some Tupac music, but that nigga was outrageous. Was outrageous. Which Keith, why are you checking out? It's one A, one B, bro. We can't have this conversation until for other Okay. I mean Why? I mean, y'all can, but I, I mean we can I, wait till No, call. listen, all right. So let let's say, all right, hypothetically, for all the dogs, it's good. Mm-hmm. And I don't think that, I don't, like even scene, in this whole sound, pocket. Bro. I don't really like honestly never not. Never mind. I've had actually gone on a record saying at this point, I think it was trash. But guess what? It's not for me. Okay. You know what I mean? I'ma just say that. I don't think that a artist commercially, you wanna get into the the in and out and all this of I don't think Drake or Kanye can make bad albums per se. Okay. I think the music can just not be for me. So if for all the dogs is good, let's say at least an eight out of ten. That's fourteen years, right? Running shit. But I think that puts him in a conversation more with Kanye than Jay Z. No, that's just me personally. Mm-hmm. But, that's why I don't want to have this conversation. Right now. All right. So Mm-mm. what does he have to do to surpass Jay Z? Rap better. What you mean, rap better? Cause just rap better. I, what I do you? All right, no, just 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 allude. I don't think I I no. Cause he got some shit. <laughs> I don't think he necessarily raps better than Jay Z, but what do you mean rap better? <laughs> you just gotta have. I think you just have. Like, a, I think, when you, I think you just have a whole bias. Like I don't. It's I don't, okay. I don't think I don't. I don't think he has an allure. Exactly. He has to make an allure. But that's yep. that's. You don't think that's, that's kinda, impossible. Yeah, you think that's that's, that's a one of one song. Yeah, you don't think that's a, a bias to have though. It's it a is. One-on-one like song. you said, it's I mean, one-on-one. I feel like that's music because all music is subjective. Yeah. Because when I get into my pop bag, it's a lot of shit that I don't think no other rapper can make. All right. So I'll and it's a lot of Drake shit that I feel like no other rapper can make. So I'll, I'll say this. I'll say this. The some of the music that Drake has put out has been comparable to like an 808s and Heartbreak, where it's like, yo, like I didn't see this coming. He makes that type of music, right? Jay Z don't make that type of music, but Jay Z's the better rapper, right? So you're so, saying. As far as like creativeness goes and, you know, experimenting and rapping and then you got stuff outside of rap, Drake is closer to Kanye than he is Jay-Z. So for all the dogs is good, I think it's a conversation to have Drake versus Kanye. Jay-Z. But he yeah. raps better than Kanye. He does. However, so he's better than Kanye. Kanye is, I don't think he's, he's better not. than Kanye. See as a rapper? Let's just, as a rapper, yes. That's what I'm saying. 
Not as an artist. Um, yeah, I, I don't. I, I don't think. About. I don't. All right. So you get down to making beats and just making a total song, start to start to finish. I don't think nobody in rap history, or as far as when he's locked into not Kanye Kardashian, <laughs> when Kanye Omari West is locked into music. I don't think. When, yeah, I don't think nobody. I don't think nobody got that type of touch. Yeah, no, ever. absolutely not. I, I think. Now we talk about well. autism. <laughs> I think Kanye is extremely touched when it comes to, and that's what his focus. His focus becomes. Did you see the Jermaine Dupri on the other day? Yeah, yeah he made it be on TikTok. Bro. That he made a beat on TikTok? No, no, no. He was showing how he made the... No, uh, the Fallen beat. The fallen beat. But not even just that. Fallen not even just that. Jay-Z? Jay-Z? Yeah. So basically, he said... Like all right, I'll, I'll explain the, the Jermaine Dupri because he has a series. I'm actually going to... I think it was for the 20-year anniversary of Social Zaf in 2018. So there should be... I think they're redoing it. Like, these Jay, Jermaine Dupri videos are coming out of nowhere because it's the 25th anniversary. Because okay. it was 98. So basically, for Fallen, uh, I think American Gangster might be top three whole album all this side. But um, he said, "Yo, Jay Z." He said, "Jay Z invited him to the studio. He played him some of the album, and he played him parts of American Gangster." And he was like, "Yo, Jay, you know what you're missing?" And shout out to Jermaine Dupri. I think he's one of the most underrated producers ever. But he was like, "Yo, you know what you're missing? You're missing that the bad side of drug dealing." Like, you're getting very introspective on this album. You're talking about your dad walking out of your life because he went crazy, you know, looking for your uncle's, ki- uncle's killer and all that. But, like, what about the sour of the drug game when it comes to the money, the women, and, you know what I mean, just the lifestyle? And he was explaining how he made the beat to fall in, and that shit was fire. Yeah, I need That's to a great clip. That. Great clip. Does he, like, remake the beat, or does he just pull up? He's, he's just like, yo, I use this sample. And he chops it up. And they chopped it up. And, and he, he, like, sings the... It's, it's yeah. funny. Why did it's funny. That? Like, I I, I was I really posted, I was. posted it like three times. So. But um, the Kanye thing, this is what I'm saying, the Kanye's touch. Um, Kanye's an artist for sure. Yeah. Do you, do you, do you remember uh, the Let's Get Married remix with Kanye? Was that Kanye? I think it was Kanye. Or uh, was it a 112 song? It was a 112 song. Hold on. I'm going to pull it up for you. Because I just liked it the other day. I forgot what song it was. But like, do y'all see where I'm coming from? Where it's like Drake is more so Kanye than he is Jay Z. Because if I you, think you're comparing we the style instead of just the rapping ability or the careers. I mean, because Drake is more, I would say he's a little bit more artistic than whole. Yeah, but I'm, that's what I'm saying. Like, we were just comparing rapping. He'll never be on Jay Z's level. I don't think that's fair to say. You know what the thing is, and what I'm getting to now. And it's kind of weird where something's missing. I tweeted it the other day because I really like Slime You Out. Shout out J- uh, Drake. And I'm going to wrap I'm a wrap up the whole thing. Hove is the greatest, in my opinion. Um, but I, I'm, I'm, I'm not a person that's like, I won't hear other arguments. I think there's arguments for Drake. I think there's arguments for even Lil Wayne. Um, I feel like there's an argument with Biggie having, in my opinion, the best rap album ever and a top 15 rap album on the other end, We're Ready to Die. I think it's an argument for him. You want to talk about just star profile and whatnot as a rapper? I think Tupac has an argument. So it's like, I, and that's a diverse brain. You want to talk about just being a lyricist and through and through, whether it's song, you can't make a song that well, but he has one of the best catalogs now that this hit boy run. You want to talk about that? Got Nas. You could be like, yo, Nas is the great, and he's been doing it for 30 years. So it's like, it, 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 it's it's all subjective. Yeah, it's just like, what do you want as your goal? So it's all subjective, but but this niggas that saying Lupe, if you ask me, they go. The thing that I'm 
starting to see, and it's like, damn, I'm getting old. These songs don't be about nothing no more. Like at all. And I understand it's like, uh, we're in a fun generation, quote unquote, but they really don't. Like, you know, I'm not saying you gotta be Kendrick, where it's like you talk about your aunt transitioning or anything like that, because I understand the average person is not gonna want that. And Kendrick's taking a risk. We always see Kendrick take a risk, damn near every album at this point. Mm-hmm. I think Damn was his most like, Damn and uh, Get Kid Mad City were his most like, safe. Universally successful. I'm gonna get y'all, you know what I'm saying? Exactly. Yeah. Like, these are safe for me. Mm-hmm. I think but, he's getting, he, I think he's taking more and more risks as he goes on. Like, Section 80 was just rapping. Good Kid Mad City wasn't a risk, but it was, it was, it was different because like niggas is telling the story. Concept album in 2013. Yeah. And then in between that, he had uh, the throwaway joint, Untitled, mm-hmm. Unmastered. I didn't like that. Great really? rap, but I didn't like it. All right. I like that, John. Yeah, I did. But too. I'm not saying it's bad. It's just it I wasn't just, for me. I, that's another person. I don't think he's capable. I think he's so great artistic. I don't think he's capable of making something bad. Person. Yeah, it's not bad. It's just not something I'm gonna go back and but, listen to. You know, uh, it's like the Jay Z thing when I talk about like bad would have to be relative. Like when I say Kingdom Come is bad, the rap is not bad. But for Jay Z, it's like, it's like bro, you're you not on your A game. Yeah. Like, yeah, you're not averaging 30 this year, bro. Yeah, you gave us 23. Yeah. But it's like, 23 is still a good season compared to everybody else. Mm-hmm. But I, I really think we got to the point of rap. Shit don't mean I, nothing. Do no you more. feel like people ran out of things to experience? No. I feel like. like it's to the point where we're all experiencing the same things. I mean, no. Or are we all. I'm going to say we're all, but most people are. At, at, Aspiring to experience the same things as everyone else. So, and I'll give you this: Future raps about selling drugs, right? Mm-hmm. A lot of rappers rap about selling drugs, right? But Future song might sound different from, let's say, somebody else who that's, that's Future is the best rapper ever. That's ever. not. That's not. It's like still this. not about anything. You know what I'm saying? Like he's doing it better, but it's still not about anything. Yeah. It's debatable. Some people like the way somebody else. I'm not arguing who likes. I'm arguing the substance. I mean, like, it's something to rap about. And the way like, that, okay. Pause. But the way that you give it to me might sound better than the way somebody <laughs> hey, else. Yo, hey, yo. I already I, I, Yeah, you did. <laughs> so let me. Like, whole rapping about growing up in an apartment with 12 people is something different for most people. But it's an experience that everyone had. But he did it in a different way. Now this nigga's rapping about doing lean. But everybody want to do lean now. But not I everybody want to live in 12 room with their, you know what I'm saying? I want to hear both of those. I do too, but the, I can't really, it's very hard to unpack. Just checking the time. But it's very hard to unpack. I think rap has become a commercial. Okay. I think that's what, like rap has come from Drake Baby down to Lil Xan or whatever these little, little 22nd Street Shooter or whatever. This shit all are gonna, is all gonna be about my ops know better. I'm better than niggas. I just tagged this John. I just grabbed this whip. Mm-hmm. I just took a flight here. Sorry. It's like all the commercial now. It's like. So I made a, um, a good point that rap is dying because capitalism is hit rap. Mm-hmm. And now it's not, I'm not gonna cultivate the best artists or cultivate the best sound. Capitalism is about making as much money as fast as possible. And if I can produce 22 little... 23, yeah, whatever. 23 shooters that's going to give me 23 hit singles instead of 23 good albums, I'm going to do that because I'm going to still probably make the same amount of money. Yeah. It's, it, and if he goes and dies, I can take his copyrights and 
I can't extend it forever. You know what's crazy? When I was younger, my dad used to say, we don't, we won't see the lasting effects of what Diddy did for years. And I'm like, what you mean? He like the shiny suit shit. And he was like, that bubblegum commercialization of rap was it's not like, yeah, niggas are gonna, gonna be getting more money than ever. Mm-hmm. But the soul money, gonna be missing. Yeah, money is. I want to say, my capitalism is the root of all like, in our current society. For instance, have you ever thought of this? Well, you think a conscious system. rapper, you think of something boring, right? Keep it real. Like you were thinking something like, or it's like, yo, I gotta, I gotta be in. The I mean, mood. I gotta be would, in the mood to listen to this. J Cole, J Cole's a conscious rapper. I gotta it's, be in the mood to. Uh, it's not. Turner. I just have a personal thing with J Cole. I'm not talking about you. What's your personal thing with J Cole? Think he's boring. Yeah. Okay. He's a conscious rapper. <laughs> but all jokes aside, conscious rappers that are boring. No, like who? Huh? Like who? I would say Kendrick. I would say Lupe. Okay, that's fair. What's, what's the want, last Lupe song you want? You, you know what's funny? What's the last Lupe song you listen to? I just listened to I Got You like this morning. Like, you know what's when, funny? I was going to put on. Says, I was no, going to put on Could Have Been in the Car. No, no, but part. how long ago that song came out? 2006, but it's a classic. What's the, what's the current Lupe song you're listening to? Current Lupe song? Well, the most current, I just listened to Double Burger, Double Burger with Cheese like on Thursday or Friday. And when did that come out? 2008. You see what I'm saying? I don't really listen to this stuff. So, so you don't listen to conscious rappers. You listen to a so what happens is from what you remember as a kid. All jokes aside, effect on you. I think the greatest conscious rap album ever is Ready to Die. I did not until two months ago consider Ready to Die a conscious album. I would say it's a conscious album. Ready to Die is a conscious album to me now. Is it? Yeah, I would say so. Ready to Die encapsulates growing up in Bed-Stuy or Brooklyn better than, on a personal level, better than it depends on how you look at consciousness. A lot of people look at consciousness as like the social effect of the black man, but he's rapping about the social effect of the black man just in his everyday community. struggle. Conscious, yeah. Warning, even like he's even you can still. make a lot of cases for a lot of rappers who we don't deem conscious having a conscious rap song. Like Future, yeah. You, you can you can make a and this is going to sound crazy. You can make an. I don't think Future makes a conscious album, absolutely. but he got conscious songs. You can make an argument for Lil Durk having conscious rap songs. You can I make think, the I argument think, for Jim Irvo being a conscious yeah. rapper. <laughs> you made the argument for me because he's he's their father, honestly. Yeah. All every and that's that's another thing that I feel bad for me, and I think that's why he gets so frustrated sometimes. He came at a bad time. I don't think he realizes the effect he has. Like in, all, all everybody, like Lil Durk's little baby G Herbo. All that type of tree rappers is they come from Meek's tree. Yeah, but he don't realize that. No, I think he realized it. I think he didn't get the money. I think that too. That's fucking terrible. He's starting to realize it. I I feel like he don't realize it because he's like still chasing Lil Baby and Lil Dirk. If that makes sense. Yeah, for sure. Because yo, even at the wrong time, y'all got a fifty million dollar deal. It was a billion dollars. What the fuck? Yeah. Like, and it's like I'm rapping circles around niggas. You know, but. Yeah, songs don't mean anything anymore. Like, if, imagine if Jay-Z just gave 75 different give-it-to-me's. Or Drake gave 82 different The Ride. So you'd be looking at that nigga completely different. Well, The Ride, he's kind of talking about stuff. But I think I think The Ride means something. It, it does. does mean something. But I, I think we got to the point where, and Will talked about it. My man Will, he's a huge Drake fan. And he was like, yo, honestly, bro, I... I I don't think Drake is as vulnerable anymore after the Meek shit. And he was like, because after the Meek shit, it became 
Like, oh shit, I could be a bully now. Yeah. And it's like, I don't gotta show that side and I'm gonna sell more. Cause I just, like, he, I mean, I, the, the nigga who y'all deem the street, the, the biggest nigga on the other side. Yeah. I don't have to be vulnerable. Like, imagine anymore. if Drake dropped a rap album and it was the calm, fear, um, trying to think of all these conscious that raps on got. Congratulations. Uh, congratulations. He getting deep with congratulations. Um, just songs like that, the all those songs. If it was just I wanted that, niggas would be looking at Drake like he was fucking God of rap. <laughs> it, it's like... Like, if you dropped the album with just those, bro, like, imagine that being his second album. The cur- commercialization... Niggas would be like, what the really fuck? hurt the, the sport, honestly. It's the amount of money they get, because, like, it's like when we look at boxing. Because I can't relate to y'all niggas no more. It's like when we look at boxing. Some niggas not taking the fight we want to see because there's more money on the other side. So it's just like, yeah, you want this, but... I gotta get paid for this because I don't know how long this shit won't last. Yeah, I'm getting yeah. my lights punched out. I need, yeah. <laughs> like, I need 50 million. Yeah, like, and as a rapper, we always talk about rap being a dangerous sport. It's like, bro, I can get killed over this when I can just go rap about this, make 50 million, and live my life. Did Fuck you, y'all. Did you like Slime You Up? Uh, yeah. Like, I seen seen a couple couple women on my timeline saying it was ass. I seen niggas saying it was good. I seen niggas saying it was ass. I'm not listening to it. I was like, I don't see how people see this as ass at all. Yeah, like, because, because of the way it starts. Because of the way it starts. I don't, I don't like the beginning, but the second half is... Yeah. I, like like SZA. I like what SZA has been doing a lot. Lately. Another, an, This is another... Um, Bro, she said that nigga's third place. That yeah. was... I, I say, y'all, I hope I never get that type of This is place. another example of... I have a funny joke. I'm going to tell you because I can't put it on the pot. But this is another example of autism because people... Um, don't <laughs> I'm about to just name the autism. We're coming hard for the autism. Today. No, because, I mean, it's, it's, this is not like a, a shot at them, but people can't... Like, if the first 10 seconds don't catch people, it's ass. And the first 10 seconds won't catch you because he's coming from a different angle that he is coming on the end. Pause. Pause. Whoa. Next topic, bro. Come on. <laughs> shut it down. Next topic, bro. Yeah, shut it down. But I, I personally think the commercialization of music, rap has just become a big commercial. And it's a single-driven sport now. And I think that's why our quality is going down. It doesn't matter about a body of work anymore. Yeah. At all, um, on a lighthearted. Did y'all see that staged ass DDG shit, bro? Yeah, it's funny. That shit, bro. I first saw the video. I said, "Who the fuck? <laughs> Come on, bro. Y'all not gonna take nothing." I was like, "Yo, this shit got no, staged." But, and then it turned out to be his brother. Yeah, it was his brother, and he recorded. What fucked me up because I watched it late. It was the smack. The smack sounded delayed, so I'm like, "This is fake." But it was just so funny. No, that shit was hilarious. Because he, he got up, he woke up, grabbed so his jaw, tender, like, what the fuck? And he holding the gun, like, you know he's He holding the gun with two hands. He don't want to shoot the gun. He just like, who the fuck smacked me? And all you see is his brother go running down the steps. Yeah. Did you see the other, like, oh, uh, like, the alternative gym, yeah. Bro, the way they scurried down those steps, bro. <laughs> <laughs> the idea of someone breaking in your crib, slapping the shit out you and running out is just fucking but it's, That's hilarious. It's funny because this is the second time, like, well, the first time somebody actually broke into his crib. And remember, like, when he was having, like, a Thanksgiving dinner, nigga came in and got a plate. <laughs> you, you never oh, saw that? No, he should have shot the shit Yo, so listen, they all having dinner, they all in the crib, niggas playing basketball outside. It's just a family gathering. So DDG just come downstairs and he look at the nigga... Like that one nigga had to cook up is getting the plate, boys in his kitchen just eating, chilling. So he pulled his uncle to the side, like, yo, you know him? And his uncle, like, no, I thought you knew him. So he go grab his cameraman and somebody else, like, yo, do y'all know that nigga? They're like, no. Walks up to the young boy, like, yo, come here with me, come with me. He go outside, he like, yo, who are you? He talking about, 
bro, I just wanted a picture for real. <laughs> so they like, so why are you in here eating? <laughs> he was like, yo, he was like, how you get in here? He was like, I just climbed the wall, walked in. Them niggas like get better security. I just, yeah, bro, I would have took him to like a, <laughs> I would have took him like somewhere on the lawn and just shot the shit out. Of him. <laughs> you gotta break his leg. This is crazy. <laughs> no, I ain't gonna lie, bro. I think it's like it's not like I had a cookout out in the open. You came in my house, I'm shooting you. That's what it is. Yeah. <laughs> Execution style. Yeah. But this is like these I feel bad for these streamers because <laughs> crazy these shit. streamers are crossing into a territory of like that, of course no one will ever be Michael Jackson. But you remember how Michael Jackson used to get like mobbed? Mobbed. Yeah. They're walking into that territory because it's kids that they they harner attention from and kids don't know how to control themselves. So yeah. now they're just doing shit. Like niggas broke into the AP crib like three times. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Phantom talked about it. Seen it on TikTok with a bull who like follows uh Kai around, the young bull. Mm -hmm. He tried to get into the pool party and his security guard was about to beat his ass. Yeah, he was like, bro, I know exactly who you he was like, I know exactly who you are, bro. He's like, if you come over here, I'm a fuck you. But it's like because it's kids that they're garnering attention from and kids don't have any self-control or any social awareness, especially these kids because they, they aren't growing up outside interacting mm -hmm. with people, they're crossing into a lane where they need like intense security. What do y'all, did y'all watch any parts of the Kai and Offset, Joe? Yeah, I, I didn't watch the whole thing because I can't watch the nigga scream for 24 straight hours, but I was watching clips of it. And it, made, it, it brought me back to my childhood when we used to, you know. No, when he pulled out that, that book bag and dumped the game and shit on the floor, the games and the controllers on yeah, the floor, I said, me, damn. That shit took me back to my childhood. Link-ups used to be the we big. We used to go to my man crib um, on Saturday mornings, 8 a.m. and plug in Left 4 Dead 2, order some pizza. Niggas play Left 4 Dead 2? No, yeah. I did. I did. I did. Left 4 Dead 2 is a memory. I'm going to keep it a bean. I was heavy sports game boy as a young boy, too. No, bro. I was... Yeah, niggas couldn't stand it with me in that. Fire up that Madden. Bro. Fire up that John Madden. Before we get tired of that, fire up that 007. We get tired of that. Left 4 Dead 2 was like... Put that man back in. It's like, uh, you know how you can mad at niggas in a park for taking a bad shot? It was... Or it's like playing, it was like playing Warzone back then. <laughs> yeah, for Shit sure. was lit. No, niggas used to get tired of me winning in Madden, so... The next time I went over there, they had NFL game day. It was trashing niggas and that shit too. <laughs> NFL game day was that work. But somebody talked about the the other side of it. Or like the he was like, cause um Nicki Minaj's husband is trying to beef offset. Bro. And niggas is way too old. Bro. Let me say that first. Niggas bro. is way too old. No ages shit, because I'm getting up there. And nah, I don't want y'all niggas too to be old for that, bro. Listen. As a 40-year-old man with a child. And a superstar fighting, wife. You're fighting sexual assault cases, bro. And you you already lost. Yeah. You're a convicted uh, offender. You're sexual offender. offender. Yeah, you, you gotta go chill. And you're trying to wait outside of Offset's hotel or wherever you think he's at. Bro, go home, bro. He was in Atlanta having the time of his life. He was bro, sleeping on home, a blow up mattress. And then he then he wakes up and goes to Colorado. Yeah, he had an amazing week. Like, bro, I, honestly, I, honestly, I'm getting tired of this Nikki and Cardi thing. Honestly, and this has been going on for five years now. Somebody's going to get hurt. Nicki Minaj again. Is, Nicki Minaj is becoming the woman that she rapped about. Because that that girl, uh, Ra something, when that that big Ra girl, Vega? and she that did you want to be with Buster Rhymes? I don't know. You said Ra. I'm just thinking Ra Digger. Ra. It was somebody else. I yeah, it's Ra like, something. Ra Ali. Riley, the girl that put that golf ball on Cardi B head. Oh shit! Remember she had the big ass knot. Oh yeah, she got hit. She put that golf ball on her head what like her, that. With her hands? 
that's a, she bought your size, I think so. <laughs> but anyway, and it was in the skirmish. I don't think it was a one on one, yeah. but but yeah, Nicki Minaj is becoming the, the woman that she rapped about all those years. No, all jokes aside though, and that's another thing with her music. Don't get me wrong, Nicki can rap. I don't think it's about nothing, but she can rap. She ain't rapping about nothing. It's just the pink album. She can rap, but it's like her whole stick now has become has become like these bitches ain't yeah. and I'm the queen and these bitches ain't yeah. and it's like all looking down on people but here's my thing but that's 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 become our culture of women that's what I was because say. you go on these women captions and it's always yeah, these bitches that's how, that's how you and calling yep yeah, your your and it's like yo what's going on like all my cat I would be a weirdo if I was like yeah, these niggas ain't riding cooped up, tinted up. Like, but that's I think what because women will say, why does uh, female rap always have to be competition? And it's like female rap is still in its beginning stages. Like we don't like to talk about it, but it's still yeah. like in its beginning stages. It's starting to blossom, but that's what rap is at its core: is competition. Right. That like when niggas was coming out, it was like Yo, I love Cool J became LL Cool J because he cooked Kumo. Yeah, it's like I'm the best. I'm the best, and that's how she keeps it going. And it's just like. Rap eats its children, so it can't... You have to always be on top. But what I was saying about Offset was, like, he went from having the best weekend of his life or, like, yo, I could be so peaceful and joyous to now I got to go play gangster again. Yeah. Like, he was on ESPN this weekend. Yeah. And, he, <laughs> and it's like, they all DMing each other back and forth. What I want niggas to really understand, when you DMing that man, when you going live, when you tweeting that man... When you're doing all this and having uh, aggressive words with men, it's flirting, bro. Cut, stop flirting with niggas, bro. All y'all, just stop flirting with I niggas. I saw a nigga call another nigga little bro. <laughs> that was like, yo. Little bro, baby bro shit. Yeah, yeah that bro. shit is hilarious. Funny shit. But at the, about two to three tweets, yeah. you flirting, bro. Yeah, it's only fun to do that with your friends. Like, bro. you it's flirting, not, bro. I'm not saying that to no random nigga, bro. Like, niggas not. really be flirting, bro. I say it to be funny, but yeah, I, no, it's it's hilarious. Yeah, but like if somebody if somebody come serious. to you, like Keith had the tweet about Offset wearing his clothes, whatever, oh, right? Yeah, that and niggas was like, whatever. And what, Keith wanted to respond and was like, "Yo, mind your business, little bro," yeah. and sent the drink June. Yeah, it's funny. that would be funny. Now if Keith just keep going back and forth with boy, I'm I'm log out the app. Keith flirt when niggas a day. I'm gonna come back later. Like <laughs> back and forth. Back and forth. You know what I'm saying? So it's like going back and forth on the net. It's just like I wanted to say get off my dick, but I don't do the tough guy shit on the net, bro. I think oh, that's. I, I think that's. I don't do the tough guy shit on the net. I don't. My fault, bro. No. My fault, bro. When the last time you seen me arguing? My fault, bro. No, I'm asking. I said my fault, bro. Okay. I don't do that tough guy shit on the net, bro. My fault. Oh, okay. I see what you're saying. <laughs> <laughs> I see what you're saying. All right. Uh, but yeah, like, do niggas even like women anymore? For huh? when niggas on the internet, yeah, that's a, that's a crazy split. But um, oh, I forgot to mention they finally caught Cavalcante. Finally, because that nigga was running a fucking fool. Tactical and surgical. He well. wasn't even that tactical. Did you hear what he was saying? So you know they interview you after, <laughs> which I think is nuts. So basically, <laughs> the nigga like yo. I wasn't even moving during the daytime. Like all that shit y'all was doing during the daytime, I was not moving. <laughs> and he was like, "Yeah, I was taking shits and just burying them, Jones, so y'all couldn't see my trail." Yeah. So then they was like, "What was you eating?" He was like, "I was surviving off of watermelon." And he was just basically like, "I think it showed the cogs in the, or the holes in our system 
it took what 13 days to find him 14 14 days, 14 days to find him because it's like realistically like shout out to them first of all because that's not an easy fucking job to find i just don't like how they took a fucking picture after like that was that was weird it's the bid to me i don't like when they do that at all like when they do like a drug bust and they take the picture i, I, hate, I hate that what are you doing Maybe two pounds. They talking about seventeen thousand yollars worth of marijuana taken off the streets. Yeah, I hate that. I hate that shit. Like, Where's two pounds worth seventeen thousand at one? What the fuck are you talking about? Yeah, y'all valuations be off. That yeah, shit but weird. Calvo Conte is finally caught. Uh, Phoenixville area, Chester County area. You can finally, you know, relax. Relax. They had the bull with the shotgun that shot at him. No, not with the shotgun, but he had a gun. And Calvo Conte took his rifle. He shot at bull seven times and missed. That was another thing. I mean, talking to my parents about, you know, just guns and whatnot. And it was just saying how many people with actual home intruders, like how they handle it, like gun owners. Mm-hmm. You know, the majority of the time, they, they, it doesn't work out well for I people. I tell people all the time, like... It's a false sense of safety. It's a difference between having a gun and actually shooting. And then shooting, and, it's a, and, shooting at a moving target. And, and, and also knowing what really to do under yeah. pressure. Like, a lot of people could shoot in the gym and practice. When you go, when them lights on, it's different. A lot of people can't. And then a lot of people could shoot in the gym. You know what I mean? It goes levels of you shooting by yourself, mm-hmm. you shooting, again, a shooting competition, then you shooting in a practice pickup game, and then you shooting in the game, and then you shooting in the bigger game. Like, there's levels of things, and I think shooting a gun and a life or death situation is the highest amount of pressure you can have. And a lot, most people are going to fold. It takes a special person to not fold, honestly. Um, but uh, shout out to the Pennsylvania State Police and multiple. Was it? The, it was the Pennsylvania State Police. Uh, multiple, was the FBI county. was in there. It was, the it, was, it was multiple county oh, police okay. in, involved. It was, it was a lot of officers out there, man. Um, I think it was a. It might have cost them seven figures in overtime or some shit. Like, <laughs> like bro, I would imagine they would just let a nigga run around collecting a check. Like, I'm right, gonna get him today. You know, today, today. <laughs> but they found him, man. The, the dog bit his head, bit the shot his head. You saw that nigga like hair got so long he stringed it up, yeah. like to like it looked like baby dreads. I didn't know niggas with that thin of hair can even do that shit. Yeah, they just come out quicker. When you uh, yeah. when you in that field, you gotta do what you gotta do. <laughs> they said he was hiding underneath logs. He's probably underneath all these logs, just sitting there braiding his hair, like damn, bro. With the bro, rifle went on, on his, uh, he had the rifle on his leg. Nervous you are, because at any given moment, you no. Know. But it's the thing. He said multiple times they came that close. Yeah, like seven within seven to eight yards, and he was like, I just stayed still. The bloodhound dog from another state. Did you know Edmonton had? I think it got the only one in the area. They got the only bloodhound dog. Don't ask me how I know. But you know what I mean? They got the only bloodhound dog too. Abbasine was thinking that we're gonna have to give up theirs. Yeah. But they actually got that jump from like Michigan or some shit. It was Texas. It was Texas? They yeah. flew one. <laughs> they flew a fucking beast in. Bro, they flew in a it wasn't a German Shepherd, it was a Malamun, which was basically like a bigger a German Shepherd. Yeah. Oh, they wanted his ass. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Malawas don't play no games, bro. Yeah, well we see what that you saw his fucking yeah, blood you, dripping you, on you his head. You know you like can't get those as pets? Mm-hmm. Those like, in, like they're like computers. absolutely not supposed to have one as a pet. They vicious. Bit yeah. the shit out of cuz. Like if Bit you, you don't give them like a task on a day. Damn, that probably hurts so bad, bro. Hurt, Top yeah. of your head. Damn. He's he just <laughs> chewing through the wood. <laughs> and then they gotta and then they don't let go until they get their command. 
Damn. So it's not like he's like letting go. No, he's trying to rip like, your head off until somebody and tells we, him. We, we made light of certain things last week. We never made light of the killings or how har- harmful this dude is. Yeah, no, he needed this dude that killed somebody in Brazil came here. And then the lady, his girlfriend who found out the killing, yeah. he stabbed her like 40 times to her death. He Bro, be locked up. You lucky that dog ain't bite you more, cause you're a fucking demon. Yeah, I would let the dog go for a little bit. You no, I ain't gonna They probably did. stop. You know stop. they, all, you know they do. That. They always let the dog go for a little bit <laughs> until they can like they'll like let the dog keep biting you until they can secure you completely. Then they're like, all right, let it go. Yeah. <laughs> and Lord. then you have to calm the dog down, so it doesn't just let go immediately. You gotta get the dog to calm down. Yeah. And then it's like, oh. yeah, but. Uh, ironically, terrible segue, but I'm gonna do it anyway. Mm-hmm. Ironically, I'm an Eagles jersey. Everybody told my Eagles about to be 2 0. They are 2 0. Yeah, oh, yeah, the Eagles hoodie on. But what do y'all think about the Eagles so far? Do y'all think it's the preseason jitters that they're getting off, or do y'all think. I think it's the offensive coordinator. Do y'all think it's the defensive coordinator also? Uh, I think our defense no, is. defense is cool. Our defense is cool. I think the defense is cool because they're forcing fumbles. Yeah, they're but they're like. The defensive line is everything. It's. Kirk is getting them down. Kirk got them down. They fumbled twice inside the 30. Mm-hmm. So it's like, I feel like the defense. We definitely have still has, you know, what I mean? exactly. It's like, our huh? secondary. It's always been our secondary. It's, it's our secondary, and it's our linebackers. It's not the front mm-hmm. four. Usually, people group linebackers and D line together to yeah, the front seven, yeah. but it's the linebackers. Yeah, you could have a nasty D line. We need, need Nicole yeah. Dean back. I think he would have made a big difference if he didn't get injured in preseason. Um, we're missing what's the name? Blankenship. Reed Blankenship. Um, Maddox just got hurt. Maddox and Torres Bradbury, but. I think the Eagles suffered from the same thing Colorado suffered from last night. Last night, that shallow cross. Anything in the middle of the field, the Eagles leave wide the fuck open. I don't know why we do it. I think we're kind of scared of getting beat over top, and we feel like our front four is so good that even if we get down to the red zone, we you know we can hold up. But that's how we lost the Super Bowl, and I think we need to shore that up before we get any further in the season. Uh, I think it's the offensive coordinator and the facts that our starters didn't play. Somebody had a tweet. I'm sorry. Didn't the starters not play last year? Uh, that I'm not sure of. But now we have a new offensive coordinator, so yeah. it's new stuff to learn. Yeah. But they're not doing it, so they're learning on the fly yeah. in games. I don't. I don't mean this, but this tweet was funny because the the first quarter that the offense coordinator called was so bad. Somebody was gonna say he was calling plays that maybe think black people could be <laughs> What he was calling plays? What that made you think black people could be <laughs> offensive <laughs> court or should be offensive coordinator? <laughs> yeah, bro. Sure. He called a, a QB run on like thirty twelve, bro. Yeah. <laughs> Someone in the immediately. Yeah. yeah, he has but, about two more games for me. He got it together in the second half. He got about two more games. Actually, no, he didn't. Shout out DeAndre Swift. You made him look amazing because you had 107 yards. And that, that move he did on the goal line, that shit was amazing. Best O-line in football. We doing a quarterback power, third and 20. Yeah, like, what are we doing? Yeah, I, I'm very confused. Um, but what's your reaction so far to the NFL season? Is football everything, y'all? Yes. Yeah, it's Shout out because to it's Prime. football, but a lot of players. Shout out to the NFL. Um, what do y'all I, think about that? Coach Prime? Um, Prime? Yeah. I think it's amazing. Think uh, oh, it's real quick, because we're going to shift into some, a different type of talk, talk. Aaron Rodgers, I feel really bad for you. Take some ashwagandha. You'll be fine. Um, next, Coach Prime. <laughs> I feel, you ain't hearing, bro? I heard him. I heard him. Um, he tore his whole fucking Achilles. You ashwagandha. He's going to be horny and in pain. <laughs> No, he's going to be so horny he forgets about the pain. Bro, he'll be a freaky bum for real. But and he's not going to have feelings. He's not going to be sad. Shout out to Coach Prom. He is turning the city of Boulder, Colorado mm-hmm. into, 
place I don't to know. be. Huh? The place to be. Yeah. He's um I like it. Um I don't like the nasty um narrative that people are saying like he didn't bring celebrities to JSU because he, he did people who just started. It was Snoop Dogg. Snoop Dogg's literally one of the probably top fifty most famous people on the planet. Yeah. And he was at JSU. Yeah, so I don't like the narrative around that. They could have brought Tiger to Jackson State, bro. They've never seen Tiger before. At <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So um I love what Coach Rob is doing. I love the f- coaching he's doing. Um, he's really, like, he's really instilling. The way he does his thing, I, I have nothing but praise for it. You know, it doesn't always. Deion look, Sanders is a. It doesn't always look. A one of one talker. Yeah, it doesn't always look. Before and after his uh, rebirth in 1997. Y'all know what happened in 1997, right? I forget. It was some along the lines of, like, abuse or. What was it? He went to go commit suicide. Yeah. Um, he was, uh, his, I think his first marriage was failing with uh, DeAndra and Deion Sanders Jr.'s mom. And he went to go commit suicide. I think he said he tried to drive his car off a cliff. And that's when he said he leaned more on um, his mentor, one of his mentors, Bishop T.D. Jakes. So I could see why this nigga talks so well. Yeah, <laughs> That's rich. T.D. Huh? Jakes is crazy. Yeah, I see why this nigga talks so well. Because he reminds me of a preacher. Yeah, he does. In a way. You know what I mean? Like he reminds me of like a mega church guy the way he talks. I, I can see Dion having a mega church after everything said and done. Yeah. So um, shout out to Dion. Shout out to his rebirth style, to his rebrand even, yeah. um, to where because back in the day he used to call him so selfish and things like that. And I think he still gets called selfish, but I think yeah. I don't. I don't like the discourse around Dion. Period. But when you when you so when like the the shit Dion's doing is so unusual to like. Like we'll see it in the black community. We'll see it. This is on a national scale. We've never seen this. I think, I think that we have ten black college head coaches right now, and he's three and zero. Oh. He went down to TCU, beat them, national defending champ, um, uh, runner ups. Uh, that rivalry game was all until two a.m. and it's probably gonna come out like one of the most watched college games. Like it's yeah, I fell asleep. He's, he's doing shit that you will probably won't. See I couldn't. Before. I couldn't watch the game. I was pretty upset about that. I was happy yes. to wake up. I woke up and it was like 11 minutes left. I saw he was down I was 11. In I was in the room sending voice messages like, ah, that shit yeah. was jumping. That shit was loud tweeting that joint on the timeline. That was a good game. Yeah. Like, like, result aside, like if they would have lost, still would have been a good game. But like they won. And the way that they won, that game was, the game was like. Shador Sanders is, he, he wanted them. That passed, I, I think that passed to tie the game for Shador to where he juked the ball number 11 and did the dirty shit to Travis Hunter. Did you know he came Flames. out as gay before the game? Who? Number 11, the guy that took uh, uh, Travis Hunter. Travis Hunter, he, he came out as gay before. Oh, he said, you know, you saw Dion in the post-game conference. Right? He said Travis Hunter going to be out for a few weeks. Yeah, yeah. Few weeks. That's yeah. drawn. Yeah, that, that player, I think. I think he should be suspended. He should be suspended. The coach should face a lot more black backlash because when shit like that happens, you aren't supposed to. You weren't supposed to just do nothing. You know, he didn't even, he just let him. Pull him for a play. Y'all yeah, need to talk to you, something. Yeah, he okay. didn't do any kind of reprimanding. Um, I don't like what that, I don't like, the coach and that player made themselves very unlikable. I think he did a lot of damage to their program. Um, I think that, I think that that was a coaching point, as bad as that sounds, to like be chippy, but it came off as dirty. The Travis Hunter play in the late hit on Shador. Yeah. That was intentional, bro. Was, like, he no, threw the ball two couple steps and he drove him into the ground. Like, yeah, they were actively trying to injure Colorado players. Do y'all think, personally, people that are, I said, rooting against the hype are 
Quote unquote Uncle Tom's depends on the reasoning. I wouldn't say Uncle Tom's. Uh, Matt from TRP was he had a little rant on his uh, IG story this morning um, about black people and just not liking what Coach Robert was doing. He was like he can't understand it. I was like the CIA is going to hell for what they did to the black community. But for me, Dion said something profound in the uh, crest. He was like my blessings don't have anything to do with his blessings. And I feel like as black people, we're so resourceless. Mm-hmm. We feel like when another black person succeeds, it takes away from what we can do or what we have. Even if it's subconscious and it manifests in this way that I'm just gonna hate because I don't know what else to do. Um, autism. I think sometimes <laughs> this is why I, I started when as, as the only child, what I had to learn, uh just interacting with other kids, even in my family. Everybody not always gonna like what you like no matter how good or bad it objectively is. Mm-hmm. And anybody that's uh, sure of themselves, whether they're cocky or arrogant with the surety, surety, I'm sorry, they're going to get, there, there's going to be extreme people, uh, yo, I fuck with prom, and there's going to be extreme people on the other side, like, ah, this jackass. And it's like, that comes with a bush, boisterous, yeah, uh, attitude, boisterous personality. Yeah, so it's, it's like I feel like it's people insecurities, and it, it stems from you. Know, I think prom was a part of the 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 Niners and the Cowboys mm-hmm. back in like the golden days of yeah. like that he football was, era. So it's like you have haters from those days, yeah. and you also have fans from those days. But I, I feel like hating what he's doing in at Colorado, depending on your reason, is kind of like that's kind of weird. Like yesterday. Uh, main man on the timeline was like, I can't wait till Colorado loses so I can rejoice on the timeline. Like, bro, like some people are just some people, yeah. Some people just, and I don't think that necessarily makes you a bad person. This yeah, is how you are. It just makes you. It's just like people. It's just the other side of the bandwagon. Yeah, it just makes you feel because a lot of people just don't want to be a part of what's positive. But I, I feel like I feel like if if something is getting a lot of love. And it has like no aspects of negativity to it. It's kind of like, like, why are you doing that? Like, I can get not being a fan of Colorado. Like, we know a Utah Utes fan. He's yeah. not going to root for Colorado. Yeah. But you can't hate on what he's doing. Like he said, Dion specifically. He didn't say Colorado. Dion specifically. Just, like, why? Like, some, he might hate Dion. It's a lot of people. Like you might. You could possibly hate Dion. You might get a lot of love, Keith, just at a party or in your neighborhood. It's a nigga in your neighborhood that don't like that you get that love. That makes you a hater. It does, but it's just how people are. Everything can't be one way. It's with every, like every, every with every extreme emotion of love and whatever, blind loyalty to like I fuck with Dion. I'm a rock whatever he's doing. Whatever I'm, if this nigga is at Boise State next year with the green or the blue grass, I'm a roofer. Yeah, I was. <laughs> That's why I came up in my head. But I'm a fuck with Boise State next year if Dion there. Yeah. There's gonna be someone that follows Dion there and hate him again, yeah. like. There's gonna be that, and it's like I don't think that makes you a bad person. I don't think it makes you a bad, bad person. person. No, but or weird, I don't. Yes. Th- huh? Weird. Yes. I don't think that makes you weird. Like it's I would, not, I would be open to talking with somebody to be like, "Yo, why do you hate being?" But the thing is, you're never gonna get an answer. And right, so how about some people have answers? Like there's there's some people that hate LeBron. I don't have a problem with it as a LeBron fan. It's just like you're never gonna you're never gonna get an answer that makes sense. Huh? People call LeBron a narcissist. Dion's. Definitely. <laughs> I know, but that's I'm just saying. But I'm but I'm saying like this is the same shit. You can find these celebrities have a, somebody could be like, I'm a Christian, he got divorced twice. I don't believe in things like that. Yeah. Like you can get you to can those find, people. If you like, don't, don't want to like somebody, so I'm not, yeah, you, you can, can find, find anything. anything. Like for years, I did not like Tom Brady. Did not like Tom Brady. Okay. I did not like the Patriots organization. I thought Bill Belichick was a genius. 
But it's just like, I don't like Tom Brady. Okay. And I think they're cheaters. I don't like DJ Augustine. I don't have a reason in the world to like DJ Augustine. I don't like Mike Conley. I don't have a reason right. in the world to like Mike Conley. Mike like the nicest guy. He ever. is. He's probably an amazing human being. As a Kobe Bryant fan, I had to learn that. And I asked my dad when I was younger, a lot of people hate Kobe. And my dad was like, honestly, people hate people that are super sure of themselves. And then you add the ultimate component in America, which is race, and you're black and you're sure of yourself, you're going, and you have success to back it up. You're going to Walking get, to walk, Floyd to didn't sell to all those fights because everybody wants to see Floyd win. Yeah, they he probably sold the majority of that shit because they saw him lose. Mm-hmm. We talked about it with even podcasting. People, did, they don't, they didn't listen to Howard Stern because they liked Howard Stern the most. The people that listened the most were the people who didn't like Howard Stern. Thanks. That type of mentality goes past just listening to a radio show. That goes into sports. That goes into sports goes figures. Into that goes into every single thing. I didn't like Tom Brady. Guess what? He's still entertaining me enough that I'm to watching. I'm going to watch every Tom Brady game. Mm-hmm. He's still in. And, and it was a mentality of not even necessarily resources, but I'm a paid Manning guy. Every time Tom wins, it's they're directly taking away from Peyton Manning. I'm an LT guy. Every time Tom wins, he's directly taking away from these guys. So yeah. it's like, yo, what the f- it's a double fuck you. Yeah. I, I just, I, I would be super open. And I see a lot of HBCU guys. Yeah, that's what, I, that's what I'm about to get to. I would be super open with discussing why people feel like he sold Jackson State out when he left for Colorado. It's because of the way he left. It's the way he left, but it's circumstances behind that. Like, I think if he's never said, I'm here, God put me here to save HBCUs. When you add God to stuff, it, it makes it a whole different thing. Because that played on the emotions of like, yo, Dion's really about to come be the savior. You sound like a snake oil salesman. I mean, he kind of did, but he didn't do it in the way that people were expecting. But that's when, that's like, when Jackson adding, State is on ESPN. You're adding context to it. A lot of people are not seeing it for that. But that's why that's why I want to talk But even about. still, like, the tweet that I retweeted. But they're basically <laughs> saying, you did a rug pull. Yeah. While you're here, Shit popping. And it might have some lasting effects. But once you leave like we're not, and you take the players. Yeah, we're not good enough to recruit without you. So, yeah, we're we on ESPN this year. We're on ESPN next year. What's, what's next? All right. So I'm going to read the tweet, the tweet that I'm referring to. Um, it's a lady on the timeline. Her name is at she loves underscore the, right? She is a Jackson State grad, so there might be some bias there. Um, Absolutely. She says three HBCU grads. It's a panel of Stephen A., Shannon Sharp and Dion. Mm-hmm. Three HBCU grads and they help push the narrative that white is better. It's kind of weird to say. All disrespected HBCUs opened it up to have us disrespected by mainstream America. Now folks, they think they can put HBCU culture on like a costume. Are promoting the enrichment of a school that's 2% black. I don't agree. Shannon don't Sharp has some. But I want to know why she thinks that. Because Shannon, he went, I'm sorry. Go ahead, go ahead. Because I got to look it up. So go ahead. What she, what she feels like they're doing is like he left, he took the players, and he went to a predominantly white school, and now he's putting on these black players to play in front of these white. It's a whole idea of the slave mentality or how like we're performing or it's a menstrual show. But what she's not realizing is they're just succeeding, and wherever they go, all three of those men represent whatever HBCU they graduate. Like right. somebody was trying to say, Dion, he graduated from Florida State. He's like, You are where you graduated from. I didn't graduate from Florida State. I don't know exactly where Dion graduated from. So he graduated from HBCU. Yeah, he did. Yeah. I don't know, but he was like, "That's where I graduated." So they represent their HBCUs, and he empowered the HBCU while he was there. He still does after he left. She just wanted some grandstanding thing 
that Dion could never deliver. But by saying that God made me do this, you're kind of putting in people's mind that you can turn this whole thing around, especially of how big a figure he Dion. He kind of did, though. He did. But it's <laughs> like... They're He's going gonna, against the system. Yeah, they're never going to be a power five school. Yeah, but that's kind never. of the message he delivered to them, though. But like, if you if you're familiar with the sport and how things work, you know that. that how many never, people are? Yeah, the, most what? people are casuals. Okay. The things we discuss are niche. Like football is still one of the biggest markets in America, but it's a niche thing. <laughs> if that makes sense. Most people are casuals. That's how I look at it. Like people, you really get you really get mad at LeBron going. Like the casual person got mad at LeBron going to Miami. In the grand scheme of things, I'm a casual, huh? I said, I guess I'm a casual. I got mad nope. at the special. I got mad. I got mad that he left. Period. I didn't get mad at that because it was the special. Damn, it's raining in my will. That's flames. <laughs> but uh, I didn't get mad at it. It's raining hard in my will. That's flames. Just like last Sunday. Yeah, but I didn't get mad at it, and I left the jacket downstairs. I'm a dickhead. But I didn't get mad at LeBron necessarily going to Miami. I got mad at him for teaming up with. Arguably the third best player in the league at that time. Right. And another top 15, top 20 player and like kind of like stacking a deck. I have no problem with you by regular standards, quote unquote, stacking the deck. If, you're, if your team makes trades, I can't get mad at you for having a good GM. Yeah, of course. You know what I mean? But if you go take the power to go do that and now we've seen some lopsided teams as a result of that. I wasn't mad at the Celtics when they did that, especially them being over the hill. Ray Allen wasn't really dunking on people anymore. Paul Pierce was, you he know, wasn't really blowing by yeah, he wasn't really blowing by people anymore. He already shots. wasn't really blowing yeah. by people, but it was, now it was more and tough KG, shots you know what I mean? I don't know what he used to take before them games, but it seemed like he took less of it. As you know what I mean, KG <laughs> now, was like year thirteen. Now I'm just playing defense. Just to go back to that topic real quick, um, that that tweet kind of pissed me off because I think well, uh, Shannon, Shannon Sharp is very vocal about how his HBCU helped him. And he had a tweet that kind of triggered me before about his HBCU, about how basically, um, you know, he wouldn't have went there if he had his choice, but his grades are so bad, he went to HBCU. And it was like, from a sports perspective, I get it. You know what I mean? Like, I want to go to the best. You want to go to the best yeah. place with the best program with the be- that provides you I mean, the best opportunity to get to where you want to go. Y'all have y'all, like, y'all, didn't go, y'all didn't go to HBCUs. I went to HBCU. No, fuck no. If I was a highly taught athlete, I wouldn't go to HBCU. The money's just not there. It's That's just the there. fact and of the matter. Not even just the money, the infrastructure, period. Exactly. Exactly. Infrastructure even if, the, even if like, yeah, we having a dry year or whatever, the infrastructure is not there. But you know where the money and the infrastructure kind of is right now? Jackson State, because of Deion Sanders. But and, he, and, then, and that's why he left, though, because he was supplying all of it. Yeah, he, that, and I think he... And like, then they the were still stealing money from him. <laughs> hmm? I don't think the end goal was ever to stay at Jackson State. Like, he was, did what he was so. supposed to do. He, if he wanted to get his sons to the league, it definitely wasn't the goal. Yeah. yeah, I don't think Shiloh's gone. Not Shiloh. Uh, was it Shiloh? Shiloh yeah. is at the safety. Yeah, I don't think he's gone. Shiloh can you get a chance, but he was a uh, he was a four star recruit coming out of high school. He went to South Carolina. I don't think you saw the way he was getting hawked last night. He's not fast, <laughs> but he's I think, not fast. But he's a ball hawk, yeah, just like his dad. He's a and ball he makes hawk. Plays. And he makes plays. He made two big plays last night. Pick six and a forced fumble and a fumble recovery. Yeah, but I think a lot of people are sticking around in the league. Just off. Yeah, off GP. Yeah. Like, Demar Hamlin's still in the league. 
That's another thing. They keep like <laughs> reporting on him like he was like a star. Yeah, and they're like, I get it. I'm gonna keep it real. They keep reporting him like we care. They're parading him around. Yeah, yeah they're talking about a, yeah, it's a, it's an an, Hamlin is at an actors this week. I don't care about. DeMar he wasn't that active last year, bro. Like he did he get, wasn't it on a special teams play? Let's get all the way into it. That nigga just should not have been on the field when he got hurt. I agree. I think he it's got subbed in for somebody on some shit like, yo, I'm tired. I need to, yeah, need to quit I don't, the playoffs. I mean, like, I'm happy he didn't die. I'm happy that he made a recovery. Look, I'm tired of seeing him. Cuts. Bro, you, you're not an NFL player. They was about to give him the Madden cover. They were. They was? They was about to give him the That was confirmed? Cover. Yeah. But they were like, yo, should DeMar Hamlin be on the cover? No. I'm not buying it. But they say Pocahontas, these white men are dangerous. <laughs> Like what? The Martin Hamlin Madden cover, I would have threw that game away. What um, the fuck? Yeah, but I, I think the Dion hate is natural, honestly. And I, I, my, 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 like I did talk about how it's like coming from lack of resources, but it's also insecurity. Because when you see a nigga doing some shit that you feel like you can never do, if you're not, if you're not okay with where you are in life, that should eat you up. And if somebody just keeps and they keep passing a benchmark you set for them. It becomes like, oh, what the fuck? Like, like they keep nobody likes being wrong too. Like the nigga that tweeted, LeBron's thirty. This fuckery won't, won't go on for much longer. LeBron almost forty. That shit's still going on. <laughs> that tweet is fucking hilarious. That tweet is that hilarious. Probably like on his knees later. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes, it's over. Like, like yo, this shit about to stop. And then ten years later, he's still putting up thirty points a game. It's yeah. like get the fuck away from us. <laughs> However, that when I see. When I see people succeeding or somebody getting a lot of love, and I don't necessarily like agree with them or agree with them, that doesn't trigger like hate. That's because you 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 are sure where where you are in life. You're not sure. You don't feel like it's taken away from you. You're not setting you're not setting parameters for them. You're you're only worried about yourself. These people be worried about everybody else, and that's why when they see a nigga, yo, I say he couldn't go to the fucking corner. And he done walked 12 blocks. It, it'll piss you the fuck off. That up. shit does. Because people put, people like Kai saying, people put limitations on other people that they are, you know what I mean, that, that that happens as a result of what they did in their life. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, I only got the level five. There's no way this nigga getting the level 55. That level 55 don't even exist to them. So basically, you keep proving me wrong. I'm at, I'm taking this personally. Like, I used to have a SpongeBob game on uh, GameCube when I was a kid, and I couldn't get past this one level. I ain't even, it was the SpongeBob the movie game. Mm-hmm. I didn't even know the game went this far. I came in, my cousin was fucking fighting some shit that I'd never seen before. I was pissed. <laughs> I was on fire. I cut the game off. <laughs> this nigga's a hater. That's real hate. That's real, bro. I was on fire. I got spooked. <laughs> that's real hate. <laughs> so that's how niggas feel. And bro. I feel like that's the whole Dion thing, yeah. honestly. For for majority of people. I don't think it's Oh, I just see somebody winning because my majority of my timeline is I'm black and I see somebody winning, so I'm gonna hate it. Majority of my timeline is a lot of black people rooting for Dion. Yeah, like last night, my timeline was all motherfuckers like, "Yo, let's go!" and yeah. then making jokes about how they're gonna lose the next two weeks. Oh, fun shit! And then it was that white guy that tweeted, uh, you know, about Jay Norvell, and he was the one. That then you got that. people saying shit like, "Oh, uh, they don't understand caveats." In context, you know, people like the white guy in the media was like, "Are your twenty four favorite twenty four point favorites? Are you supposed to celebrate after this, nigga? We won in two to, double overtime. Yeah. What you think? Like, and we came back from eleven down at, at what? Yeah, the, like single di- single minutes left. Fucking Tennessee was ranked eleven and they lost. Like, if if you think when we won in twenty twenty, it wasn't even a fucking crowd. The Lakers, right? Yeah. Jimmy Butler was literally out there killing himself to get those two games. 
Dragic was hurt, and somebody else was hurt. I think Bam got hurt in that series too. I think so. I think he played. Through it. LeBron was supposed to celebrate. Yeah, right. Like what the fuck? Like you win, you but celebrate. People, people will say that it was a Mickey Mouse ring. Like nah, bro, I don't give a fuck what it was. <laughs> you gonna celebrate? Yeah. yeah, like what the fuck? Like why wouldn't I celebrate? I, I I didn't get that line of thinking. But let's close out the show. Y'all want to talk about Diddy? Did you, one? Did y'all listen to the album? I listened to a couple songs on it. How about you, Keys? Huh? I didn't listen to it at all. I didn't. You listen to it at all? I need to. I need to. I'm not going to sit here and hate on it because right now all I have is hate for it because the first song is it's, it sucks to me. But it sucks. Damn. I'm gonna I'm gonna give it another chance because Diddy did that Breakfast Club interview and I fuck with the energy he gave Envy. Bro, he said this one for the Strokers. <laughs> Excuse me. So that 50 year old man is crazy. So, he said he made the album with the rhythm for the Strokers. Yeah. So I'm I'm, I'm gonna give it another chance. So right now I I don't really have any. He's not listening to this joke. <laughs> He's not a real fucker. <laughs> did he didn't say that? Yes, yes, he, he did. did. He didn't say this is for the stroke. Yes, he did. He didn't say that. Why would? All right, let me ask you this: Why would you believe that he said that? Of all people, no, I, I don't want to believe it. Why not? For the strokers, bro, bro. bro but hear me out. Why wouldn't you want to believe that he said it? We. Bro, he had a house full of niggas singing to each other, bro. <laughs> and walking. Somebody said this whole Diddy, the love album off the grid album is pretty much a sex playlist, and I'm loving every minute of it. Minute of it. He said, it's a love thing. This one is for the strokers. Yeah. But I ain't gonna lie, that first song, I wouldn't have <laughs> sex with. Disgusting. I ain't gonna lie, that first song, that first song, not for the strokers. That first song, not for the strokers. I'm not gonna play it because I don't really know. You know what I mean? The copyright shit. I'm very confused. Yeah, you see what Drake, that. you see what Drake did to Bobby Altov. Yeah. So you know what I mean, I don't want Diddy to do that to us. For the strokers, he on some stroking shit. Yeah, bro. You know what I'm saying? To me. Name this episode for the strokers. Uh, I was thinking about it. Niggas were like, what? But no. Thought about it and dismissed it already. Uh, Maricela sent it to me and was like, you need to listen to this. And I was like, you sent me a Diddy album in 2023 at 10 in the morning. I should block you. (laughs) I'm tuning into this Rod Wave right now. Then I went and played it and I didn't like the first song. I was very upset. But I'm going to give it another chance. Hold on. Speaking of love, breaking news. I don't really care, but breaking news. Tiana Taylor announced a separation from Amon Schumpert. I saw that coming. Yeah, I mean. Stories I've heard. No, 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 We can say that for another episode, but I saw that coming. Yeah. No, I'm not talking about that. No, because you know what's crazy? See, this is another thing. But is this hate? Because bitches boil my blood and they be on the timeline like, you see how Iman does this? You need that. I'd be like, yo, he just fucked three bitches. Like, Here's the thing. <laughs> like, like, y'all remember when Tara Tara Tello was in the hospital? They said that was because he was cheating mm-hmm. and shit. Yeah, and I they mean, got their show cut because of it. See? See, I mean, but he be on these podcasts like you gotta you had, really love your girl, if dog. If you had Tiana at home, you wouldn't be playing the game. Like, shut up, nigga. Listen, I fuck with Iman on podcasts because he's a funny ass. He's a hell of a storyteller. Iman is a fucking Chicago hilarious nigga. Yeah, but for, like, for, don't try to tear other niggas down, bro. We know what you be doing. Yeah, we know what you be doing is crazy. We know what you be doing. Yeah, for sure. Um. We're going to save the Tyler Perry talk for, next, save week. It for next week. Um, but yeah, the Diddy thing, um, I really want to get into. Y'all saw I gave the publishing back. Yeah. Do you understand the effects of that? No, I didn't really take a deep dive in it because I knew, uh, I, I knew it was going to have some lingering effects. I wanted to see it play out. My scope of knowledge on the matter is he rang the shit out of those songs and that those catalogs dry 
and then give it back to somebody or give it back to the people. That's just crazy. Right. You are pretty smart, Diddy. So basically, I'm going to uh, talk about Aubrey um, and the NDAs, Aubrey O'Day from uh, Danny King. Mm-hmm. I'm going to talk about the NDAs that they had to sign in deal cuts in order to get their publishing back. So she's going to read the contract. Um, this is what it is. You can have your rights back um, to your music after Puff went under and somebody else bought our catalog. So this is long after we have two double platinum albums, $14, $15 an album from 2 million albums is, what is the math on that, $48 million? Yeah, something like that. I'm a mathematician. So, so $48 million somebody made on me. Yeah. I did not make anything. When I said I did Christine Aguilera for free, I didn't do Christine Aguilera for free, but the record label recouped it all. We were in debt at the end of that tour. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. So so I worked for free for the first six, seven years of my career, basically. And also MTV was not paying us. And this is another part that I have that I feel some kind of way about because MTV since then in these these recent years has brought back every big cult show, meaning it had millions of followers and it was at least six seasons, right? Yeah. Making the band is one of those. They brought back Real World, they brought back Jersey Shore, they brought back Laguna Beach. Making the band is the only one that they did not bring back. And Making the Band is the only cult MTV show that made that network, one of them, that they have never played in one rerun. Not one rerun. So I'd like to know why. And if it has something to do with Diddy, then again, what I'm wondering is when we're not being, when the deal is, when this benevolent man who's just now had a change of heart and has decided to pay us as talent and also as pub as writers were credited um in in, with publishing um so basically we only get the amounts due since sony bought our catalog so streaming for the past couple years it's about 800 900 dollars some in the hundreds okay and in order to get that, I have to release. Um, so basically, she's saying she has to sign an NDA and release um, like a statement, uh, not a statement, but she has to release her rights to ever sue Diddy or any of his subsidiary con- uh, companies or Justin Combs and any of his subsidiary companies. And she can't speak ill of Diddy ever in an interview or public or in public places. She could talk about it. In her crib. Somebody had a tweet was like, I got a contract sent to me and they had a Diddy quote. Somebody gonna tweet it, get two lawyers. No, the person <laughs> they said I got a contract uh sent to me and they had a Diddy quote at the bottom. I'm let me reread this John. Yeah, it's like, my reply like get two lawyers. I don't over think with a microscope. Huh? All that for nine hundred dollars. Yeah. So let me explain it to you what the, the trick used to be. And I didn't know they had a two platinum albums. My mother, yeah, my me bad. either. That's crazy. I didn't really listen to Danny King, but I guess it wasn't for us anyway. Uh, let me tell you what the trick used to be in rap. They give these young boys, I got a deal for you for three hundred thousand dollars. That's a lot of fucking money in the nineties. Yo, I'll give you an extra bean on top, being fifty, if you sign your pub over to me. Diddy was the king of that. So I get you, I take you out the hood, I make you famous, da, 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 this and that. I put you next to me. And Diddy's a hell of a producer, not necessarily a beat maker, but producer of music. So to the point that he can set that shit up and he knows how to direct the play. 
um, to where it's like, yo, you getting all this money because you're going on the road. That's basically how you get your money as a rapper. Mm -hmm. You're going on the road. Um, they used to try to do that with producers, but producers got hip to the game because producers really only make their money off of, you know, off of going on, off of making songs and they only get publishing checks for real, for real. Because you, like, niggas not really going to go see producers perform. You know what I'm saying? Like, fuck, you going to make a beat live? So, <clears throat> Diddy was just getting niggas like that for years. It looks like the well is dried up or he sold it to somebody else and that's so about to be... Sony, right? Yeah, so it looks like the well is dried up and Diddy's actually working on getting them their pub back. But what happens is a lot of songs don't last 30 years. So, yeah, like, sounds good that I'm getting my pub back, but... I can't go. If I'm Mace Harlem World done, bro, like in a sense, like yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I just, I just came off a Harlem World kick. Uh, yeah, so it's like I probably made Diddy. What did you say? Before. What were we talking about earlier? Backhanded compliment, like yeah. where it's like, oh, thank you for the gesture from them. I'm talking from the artist perspective. I don't know Diddy. Um, Revolt wants to sign us. We could delete this clip, but I'm saying objectively, you know what I mean? Shit, you know what I mean? You're doing doesn't. some crazy shit, Mister Love. Yeah. Somebody said the uh, the devil name Mr. Love is crazy, but yeah, That's even like, guy. did you know that he he uh, allegedly bought Biggie's uh, publishing when he passed? That sounded about right. Crazy, right. but I mean, hear me out. Who else is going to buy it? I think he might have. I don't know who he bought it from. I I would have. All right, if we were going to buy it, I'm gonna give some to your mom. You get what I'm saying? Like, all right. Look, this $4 million, I got this $4 million. This empire is bought on my back. And listen, look, Miss Valletta, because Biggie didn't pass on money like that. Yeah. Biggie was about to sign his big deal for like $40 million, him and Un Rivera for uh, entertainment or whatever that shit is. Basically, to do uh, Gene Dill, Diddy's former uh, bodyguard, basically said, Contractors called Biggie's phone because he was getting renovations done on his mom's house. And it was like, yo, you're not paying this. He's like, I'm going to have the money soon. Don't worry about it. And it was like 20000 You would think, yeah. you're the hottest rapper alive. Tupac's dead. Like, you, you are, are disputedly the hottest nigga you. alive. Yeah, so <laughs> like, you should have twenty. That should be piss money. You know what I'm saying? So it's like... A lot of people don't see that side. Biggie didn't get to see his, the fruits of his labor fully ripen. Um, Diddy did though And Diddy did And that's what Gene Dill was saying I saw an interview earlier And he was like I just think it's nasty Because you only got This billionaire status Because of that yeah. And then you have Mark Curry um, A former executive In the music industry I think worked close With Diddy He has a book called Dancing with the Devil Called Diddy the Devil <laughs> And he basically said You're not a billionaire anymore And this is the main reason Why you're trying to do your this image shit. The million dollars you donated to Jackson State was to keep your name relevant. Start some positive momentum going in your way. Drop this love album. Keep going. Now you're gonna talk about this this uh this uh masters or I'm not masters, just publishing shit. And you're gonna try to go get a new uh record deal. And that's what Diddy's looking for. He's saying Diddy's not making any money right now. Drop from Delion. Drop from a cannabis company. And yeah, he's Delion. Yes, he lost. Remember the Ciroc shit? And he was he tried to pull a race car at the last second. Like, yeah, they tried to make watermelon Ciroc. Yeah. Yeah. It didn't work so well because we was drinking watermelon Ciroc. Well, not us, but I'm saying niggas was drinking watermelon Ciroc. I had some <laughs> Yeah. But however that works, hope it works out for them. You know what I mean? Um, song of the week. We're going to close it out with that. Um, got any songs of the week, Keith? 
Yes, you're not gonna like it. This nigga's oh, smiling. This nigga started giggling. You're not gonna like it. Um, it's all Tizo touchdown. Go, yes, it is all Tizo touchdown. All Why am I not um, gonna like it? We'll talk about that outside of the pod, but uh, I'm going to go familiarity, too easy. And how's sweet not there? I don't know how sweet not there. That's my favorite song. By Tizo touchdown. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Uh, for me, I'm going to go Rod Wave because he just dropped Nostalgia. So the first song, Nostalgia, and then Long Journey, and then uh, Sign Me Out by Drake, and then Finding My Way Back by uh, Jaheim. Yeah. Trying um, to find my way back. Um, I'm going to go with um, That's the Way Love Goes by Janet Jackson. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to also go with, let me see what's on my joint. I'm going to go with Save Your Tears by The Weeknd, and I'm going to go with Never Die, Nas and Lil Wayne. Um, Real quick, we can end the podcast with that. What's wrong with, with Tizo Touchdown? I hate when we talk about Tizo. I no, I don't want to mention I don't hate when y'all talk about him. I'm Your Baby Tonight by Whitney Houston. But it became this thing of every time Feast would tweet or talk about music, it became Tizo Touchdown. That gets annoying to me. That doesn't mean I hate the artist. There's another group chat I'm in. I was just talking about how I think it's good music. I don't think it's groundbreaking as Tweets was trying to say. We didn't get into our Tizo touchdown topic. We'll save that for next week. Yeah, we're saving that for sure. But yeah, I think his music is... I think it's movie soundtrack music. Okay. And that's... That's a great lane to be in. Yeah, like he has a Taco Bell thing. He has a Taco Bell endorsement. That's tough. Yeah. to me. Yeah, he has a Taco Bell endorsement. But I, I, I didn't here? think that's the type of music he makes. But. You see any pockets here? Huh? It's about to run out. Yeah, oh, so all right. We're yeah. done. <laughs> yeah. Shout out to you. Final two theory. Thank Final you. Theory.